Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to a very special top 10 weird news stories of the year here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime throughout 2020. It's been a pretty shit year. But Mr. Sean Meehan, you've been there every step of the way. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Connor. I have to say 2020, it was a rough year. But this is undoubtedly the hardest week of the year for me. Because it's the one week a year I have to put in work on this show. It would be difficult for people to have sympathy for you due to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of other stuff, kind of, there's a lot of other balls in the air, is what I'll say. And Con- we have I'm inconvenienced, though. <laughs> I'm a straight white man and I'm slightly inconvenienced. Woe is me. <laughs> so, yes, this is the one, this is a very special episode, not because of the top ten. Not because we got you to vote, the, the kind listeners of this show, to vote for your favourite weird news stories. But this is the one time in the whole year that Sean has to actually actively help and do stuff with the podcast. It's an outrageous time. I'm as unsettled as all of you are. <laughs> but look, we'll get through it together. There's light at the end of this tunnel next week. It'll all be back to normal. Actually, after today... <laughs> <laughs> After that, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, as I said, we put the vote out as we do every single year. And it's been very exciting because last year, or the year before that, we had barely any listeners. Um, that was our first year. Then last year we put it up, we got slightly more listeners. And this year we had a massive response of people voting in with their favourite weird news. So I narrowed it down. I had to go through every episode and kind of pick out some that I could remember. And I narrowed it down to about 25 to 30. And we put that up on the poll. And we put it up on all the social media, on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Anyone who follows us there. And people got to vote for their favourite story. So this is the ultimate list of what the top 10 of what the people thought were the funniest stories of weird news throughout 2020. That's it. And as we all know, uh, our listeners are the most cultured and refined of people. So perhaps I'm sipping these wine are the- as I say this. 
Oh God, a, a nice. <laughs> A nice shandy, perhaps. <laughs> no, it just says red wine. <laughs> ah, cultured. Con- Connor, is that juice that you're drinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my wadi. Fuck. Shit. Um, so we actually, we will get into the top ten. Now, we're not going to tell you the order of the top ten, because, I mean, that would ruin the fun of it all. But uh, we do have an honourable mention for our top 10 weird news stories of the year. Now, Sean, this is a story from as far back as January. Ooh, a, gr- a great time to be alive. It was, a, it was when back when me and you could be in the same room together and we were just having a bit of a chat and why it's an honourable mention is it's probably one of my top three favourites of the year because um, even all year I was just thought I remember that conversation and I forget nearly half the things we talk about on this show. Um, That's very true. That, I listened back to this story and it's mm. actually, it was so weird to hear us in the same room and interacting. And uh, happy. It and was so happy. weird to hear us happy. <laughs> we had just started a new decade. We thought it would all be golden. <laughs> Nothing's going to go wrong now. <laughs> We're in the 20 to 30 range. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah this is the fake skeleton a man using the fake skeleton in his car seat um, as he was driving along Sean is there any other introduction you want to do for this or do you want to just play the tape Uh, I I think to do it justice we should just play the tape okay go ahead Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is man cited for using fake skeleton to drive in the HOV lane is that the like the the car sharing lane. Yes. And it was a fake skeleton, thank God. Yes. <laughs> Not uh, an actual skeleton. So <laughs> could be. I mean who So say? I have the picture of the fake skeleton here, um, if you'd like to look at. I'm, okay, we're doing okay. a mic switch. We're just gonna do a mic switch. Oh god. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, what I'm looking at there is let me just get reseated here. It's a skeleton wearing what looks to be rags. Yes. But and also a camouflage bucket hat. A camouflage bucket hat and strapped to the seat with a yellow wire that's just holding him upright. Like a bungee car. Yes. And he has like a drinks cooler on his lap. Look, he's just one of the lads. He's going for a few drinks with the cooler. Oh, a few cans with the boys. A few cans with the boys. No, that's not the... That's a, 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 what is it? Crack open the cold one with the boys. Yeah, a big bag of cans with the lads. Yeah, big bag of cans. But he is a cooler of cans. Yes. He's a bit bougie for me. A bit bougie. <laughs> looks like a wine man himself, though. He does. He looks like he appreciates a good uh, aroma of a yeah. wine. <laughs> it's It's a fake skeleton, I grant you. What's well, that hand doing? It's just kind of... Is it on the gear stick? <laughs> He's changing gear. He's running point. <laughs> it's a team effort. <laughs> Go to Ford! Like, the only way that picture could be better is if he had like a big old school map on yeah. <laughs> You could have him do anything. Yeah. You free rein. So he's driving in the the carpool lane. Yeah. And he wants obviously he wants to get like not get fined or anything, so like if you were if you're gonna go through the trouble of putting the skeleton in there he he tried with the hat and with the top. Yeah, like he covered him up as much as he could. But I think you can go one step further. I'm telling you, big map. Yeah. I mean, you could have him like t- uh, playing Spotify, fighting with the 
trying to change the channel on the radio oh, he's, he's untangling an ox cart oh, untangling the ox cart <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's searching for his phone underneath the seat he's at her dropping it oh, you, oh you could pose him like he's taking a selfie of the two of them oh my god yeah like he's a vlogger yeah, he's a vlogger he's <laughs> part of David Dobrik's crew <laughs> yeah he's on his way to that house they all have <laughs> so uh, this was on last Thursday. So, a 62-year-old man was sighted in Arizona this week after descri- trying to disguise a fake skeleton as a passenger just to use the HOV lane. The Har- Arizona Department of Public Safety says the trooper pulled over the man on Thursday after noticing he had placed a fake skeleton in the passenger's front seat. So, so he just knew immediately that it was... That was it's actually good eyes. Because even if I scroll past that... I'd just be like, oh, that's a ma- weirdly dressed man. That's a car. weird dude. Also, search this picture up if you haven't. Absolutely, Just, just yeah. search uh, man uses skeleton in HOV land. Um, It'll probably come up, yeah. It probably might come up. The skeleton was sitting upright, wearing a hat and tied to the front seat using the yellow wire we previously said. I think that's the giveaway. Because he's either faking that he has a carpool passenger mm. or he's kidnapping someone. That's a good point. I think you'd still get through the p- carpool lane if, the, if you had a kidnapped passenger though. That's true. In many ways... You're not breaking the rules of the carpool then. No, now there's other rules being broken Of there, course, I'm not doubting those. But the the idea that you have another living person in the car with you... That is correct. You're not getting pulled up on that. No, they can pull you over, even if they're screaming like, Oh no, I've been kidnapped. You're still in the they're same... banging on the windows. You're, you're, you're in the right lane, boy. Keep mm. going. Exactly. <laughs> you're not stopping now. <laughs> but a skeleton. So, so what you're saying is he had nobody in the car with him. I was waiting to see how long it would take you to say no, buddy. Oh, <laughs> Why did the skeleton not go to the party? Why? Because he was an alcoholic and he was trying to give up. Oh, that's fair enough. Oh, what did you think I was going to say? Oh, no, buddy? He wasn't invited. Oh, that's kind of sad. Nah, he's a leery prick. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Doesn't know, he's a bit handsy. Is he a bit handsy? Would it be? Yeah. Very long fingers. Long, slender, deft hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like fingerprints on a guard <laughs> <laughs> excellent Bob Mortimer quote <laughs> um, yes so bad sight for using a fake skeleton what would your what would be your idea so you're driving to the car like is the fake skeleton the best go to I'm sure there's more accurate like surely like I think you need a bit more mass yeah know? like he needs to like fill out the seat a bit I don't think that skeleton's buckled in I think he's just bungeed well, yeah, but like you don't need to buckle him in if he's bungeed in. But it would look more natural if he was buckled in, is all I'm saying. He's buckled and bungeed. Maybe that kidnapper is about to... He's kidnapped, but he's up about safety, though. Well, he just, if he stops suddenly, everyone's Surely safe. the bungee is okay. It's going to stop him. No, he's going to go out and come right back in. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine instead of seatbelts, they replaced him with bungee cords. So you fly out through the glass and then come back in through the broken glass, shredding your back. Oh, absolutely. You won't crash again. Oh, you'll remember it. Oh, yeah, you'll learn from this. Very um, Princess Leia, uh, or General Leia in Star Wars 8. Just floating back. Just fly back and you just flow, fly, you just come straight back. Yeah, special effects. They just released, they erased the bungee cord. Of course. You know. Would you ever um, go bungee jumping? No. No. No, because it'd snap. <laughs> Because that's, that's, it would snap you're on a me. very anxious person. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so you're uh, just like, no, it would definitely snap. And I would have paid to do that, and then I'd die. Oh, yeah, well, but, you know. I think I would go uh, jumping from a plane if you had, like, an expert. You know, like, they go for those 
fun yeah. jumps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's doing a lot of work. I'm just kind of trying to live. You're along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go to pieces, I would. De- I think I would do that. I don't think I would do bungee jumping for the sole reason that I'd be like, nah, I'd be the same as you. Yeah, it's going to break. I think, I think the- there's more uh, pressure on me to perform in a bungee yeah, jump. Exactly. There's a, I'm sure there's a technique somewhere. <laughs> there is. Now, I've seen a fucked video on the internet. Oh, where, no, don't be doing no, that no, no, to yourself. No, no, no. The, uh, this, they were doing a bungee jump and just as they jumped they shout not yet and they threw a rope after him oh my god that I would lose my life oh my god right no then. no I can't have that uh, I can't have that also uh, Nick Mason of the Weekly Planet said yes. a great thing about a skydive which is uh, he'd pull the first shoot and he'd catch on fire <laughs> and then he'd pull the second shoot and spiders would pour out <laughs> That's your thought process. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's time to go. That's yeah, just... That's how I die. You just stay on the ground at all times. Yeah. Just keep it as safe as possible. Yeah, I think I would do a sky jump. Do you think so? Would yeah. you don't want to raise funds for this podcast? Uh, if How much funds? How much are people See, the, the skydiving, you'd have to pay for that. Oh yeah, it'll be built into like, the It's donation. not like a thing I just turn up on my own day and just go and be playing. Well, lads, it's me. <laughs> I get, I get my own private plane to get me up there. Sure, I brought an umbrella. It'll be great. Ah, uh, look, we'll see what happens. I'm we'll popping ma- down here. Well, Mary Poppins, this shit. That's what, I'm popping down I here. I know, I know. I no, got it. But you said it again. Oh, look, Connor, just oh, dive out of a plane. Yes, and <laughs> now to bounce back in this show, we're moving on to the next piece of news. Bungie. Thank you. Okay, so that is your honourable mention. It's it's a bit of a silly chat. It's a bit, it's just it's a small one to whet the appetite for all of the weird, stupid shit that we're probably going to talk over the next few hours. I don't know how long this episode will be, but it's normally too long. It's it is normally our longest episode of the year. Mm. The record, I think, is nearly three three and a half hours. It's because uh, we talk a lot of shit. That's true. It's all just filling time. None of it any substance, might I add. <laughs> That's that's our tagline for the show. If no you're just substance. trying to waste time, no substance. She just wants some fucking voices in the background. Here we are. <laughs> so, or do you want to have a conversation with people you're definitely smarter than? You come on over here. Um, so, we are on to the main event now, Sean. The top ten weird news. Now, as I said, these were voted on... But also, what we wanted to do with, as before we get into the top ten was we wanted to give a shout out to all the very kind people who have supported us throughout the year. That's it. It was a very strange year for everyone involved, uh, but the amount of support that we received from everyone, especially people over on Patreon, was absolutely unreal. So we just like to, for towards the end of the year, give one uh, big thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, those people being Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball. Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green, Anna Helmroos and Richard McGrew. Thank you all seriously so, so much um, for everything you've done for us over the last year. We really appreciate it and you genuinely made this year a lot easier than it would have been otherwise. 
and we hope you got your Christmas cards and everything. If they haven't arrived yet, they will arrive at some stage. Some places were in Australia and New Zealand, so I don't know what the postage is like. It's not great in Ireland, so <laughs> the other side of the world, I don't know what it's like currently. Um, oh, I just, oh, I just put them in a glass bottle and threw them into the sea. Is that not the correct <laughs> protocol? Oh, they'll fucking get there. Eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I want to say a massive shout to everyone over there. Thank you for the support. You get a shout as well on the show. And yeah, hopefully we, you enjoyed all the Lazarus pits we put up throughout the year. Um, also, I wanted to say that a lot of the merch, anyone who bought merch from our merch store, um, thank you so much. This is not a weird plug, Sean. This is a thank you. I so thought you were segueing into a weird plug for no, a no, second. No, I was like, this no, is in bad taste. It, it's, 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 no, it's the New Year's episode. I won't. I'll continue with the bad taste following this one. Okay. But I wanted to say, massive thank you to everyone who purchased anything over in the store. Um, there will be new designs going up over the next little while. But, um, yeah, I if something comes with our stuff, I would be delighted if you sent us out a picture of you wearing it onto the Twitter or on Facebook. We have the Detective Devilment discussion group. If you want to put it up there, I would could not be happier because I can't wait to see what it looks like in the real world. Um, and I think that's about it before we start the top 10 weird news shot. I think that's it. I think that's all of our, our hosting duties out of the way. And now we can hand it over to our past selves <laughs> to actually do the entertaining for this episode. We, past Connor and Sean, they seem so full of life. They seem so excited. They're not jaded and burned by the world just yet. <laughs> The first weird news is from two weeks ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we are going to go straight into the top ten weird news stories of the year. Sean, is there any of these that stand out to you? Do you want to give any of them a shout before we get into them? Or do you want to just randomly do it? I mean, I'm I'm really glad with... Um, I, I don't want to spoil it, but the number one spot, uh, it's one of our regulars. And it's mm. always good to see them pop up towards the yeah. end of the year. What I was most happy about was there was going to be there's a lot of shit houseery in this top ten, and you'll you'll hear me mention that phrase a lot throughout the episode, even just in different because obviously these are all recorded different days, but like it's just somebody doing something real, just dumb, harmless, but just doing it for a laugh. That's it, and there's no reason behind it, but yeah. God damn it, they did it anyway. Okay, Sean, we're going to have to get into it. Um, top 10 weird news stories please take it away so we're going to move into our first story of the week not involving my geography skills um, it starts in Italy Sean and actually Ooh. you could describe this as very Forrest Gump because I have a man argues with wife and walks 450 kilometers to cool off <laughs> <laughs> what kind of an argument wait 450 what's the like uh, proportional length of Italy. <laughs> I mean, I think that is the length. What would you have to be arguing about to garner that reaction? What was it about the strength of his legs? Because I think he might have proved her wrong there. <laughs> I just hate that you walk so much. I'll fucking show her. <laughs> <laughs> You're always gone for so long. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Here she goes again, yapping away. Um, so, a man who stormed out of his home in the north Italian city of Kobo, after arguing with his wife, went for a walk. A very long walk, ending up 450 kilometres away in La Marche a week later. The man's odyssey saw him leave his house in Lombardia and head south via Bologna. 
before being stopped by police in Fano, a town on the Ad- Adriatic coast, while out wandering aimlessly at two o'clock in the morning. Aimlessly? What? He was just... So if he hadn't been stopped, they would have... He would have just kept walking forever. Until the edge of the earth, I can only assume. Well, as which, as we all know, is flat, and he would have just fallen off. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking here, Sean, obviously. Fail geography, <laughs> just want to really clarify that. <laughs> um, so, did it get into deed? Wait, isn't Italy under, like, heavy curfew at the minute? Um, yeah, I think the, I think the numbers were going back up, so they did go back under curfew under some restrictions. But that makes this even more impressive. Do you think like he was trying to break out of each region as he was going? Was it like the Great Escape that he t- <laughs> part of that four hundred and fifty kilometers is a tunnel? But, but there's like four great escapes. By the time he gets to the third one, he's like, "For fuck's sake, right?" <sighs> Why did I build in a mountain region? <laughs> I fucking hate this, but I hate her more. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, after charging the 48-year-old with violating Italy's nightly COVID curfew, the officers hey. un- unraveled his bizarre story. Um, the man, who appeared lucid and, in my favourite word of the article, focused. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show her. He- he's lucid, but at the same time, I'm going to fucking walk until she knows I'm right. That's a That's a testament to his shoes as well. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, we'll ask him what type he's wearing. Sketchers, I can only assume. Connor, he essentially walked from Dublin to Birmingham. Yeah, I did that yesterday. Just for a no. laugh. Connor, we can't leave our counties. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> I lied. Don't come to my house. <laughs> um, but uh, so despite being cold and tired, he was lucid and focused. <laughs> Everyone remember, he's so focused. I, I just think there's like a fire burning in his eyes and the police officers are trying to talk to him and he's like, nah, she was fucking wrong. <laughs> Officer, you would have done the same. <laughs> he told police he hadn't realised that he had covered so much ground on his week-long adventure and that he had received food from people he met on the on the way. What? what? How did he not realise what was going on? I suppose he was so focused on the argument at hand. He's, he's lucid, but aggressive. <laughs> and that's a dangerous combination. And so he's just... There, they're going to make, like, a movie about this dude and the weird things he got up to on his travels. Yeah. The fact that he said, oh, I didn't notice. Like, what did you think was happening when the sun went down and then came back up seven times? Yeah, or when, like... Why did he... Why... He he never at one point in that journey thought, maybe I should turn around now. If you just say sorry, maybe she'll let me back in. But he's so focused that he had to have been so right to go that far. <laughs> oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to come back and be like, no, actually, I did find that pair of socks. Yeah, yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> you know, this one's on me. My, my bad. <laughs> Drop a few rips in my chat. <laughs> oh, so I am essentially walking on blisters right now. 
<laughs> so I'd really like those socks wherever they are. <laughs> um, it was then discovered that the man's wife had filed a missing persons report for her husband at the police he headquarters. He was gone for seven co- days. <laughs> and they had a fight and he never returned. <laughs> she, honestly, she might have been like, he might be dead. Like she prepared yeah. himself for the fact that that man died. Because you would be. You're like, your partner walks out like whatever uh, over what whatever the argument is about your partner walks out and they just don't come back <laughs> and it, that was like on the Thursday and the following Sunday you're like Jesus still not back okay <laughs> oh boy <laughs> really mad I bet he was focused <laughs> and lucid I heard <laughs> he, he was slinking out the door but he looked angry <laughs> was it one straight walk or did he stop and start do you think Oh, I think if you stop, you're never going to get back up without a stretch. Well, look, this man is as focused as he is to walk 450 Mm. kilometres. I think he can handle some light calisthenics. The the man was taken to a hotel where he was fed and given lodging. While the next day his wife set out to drive the 450 kilometres to collect her runaway husband. Oh, she had to pick him up. Oh, no. (laughs) That is a frosty car ride home. It's just like, look, if you're going to be like that, I'll get out and walk. No! <laughs> like, at the, he must pull up, and like, he gets into the car just, and he crosses his arms, and just never takes his eyes off the road. And she tries to turn on the radio, and he just slaps her hand. <laughs> We're sitting in fucking silence. Presumably some of those radio stories would have been about him. Oh yeah, I would say so. The man has been christened Italy's Forest Gump on social media, uh, with the newspaper posing the question, had there been no police checks, who knows where he could have ended up? <laughs> the sea. The sea. No, he would have walked on the sea. Like, he might have hit He might have, like hit the sea, and then just followed along the sand, and eventually mm. he'd end up in, like, Norway. And just keep going. Like, just, because if he had gone the other way... He would have went the whole way across Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's luckily he came out facing south, like. <laughs> he can't turn. He's Zoolander. He can't turn left. So there's no way he's getting 180 around, like. And so, it, it look, in one way, fair play to him. I mean, because clearly, that, like, that's, that's just his... The kind of person he is. If he's angry, he's just going to take some time to cool down. To walk it but off. He must have been so off. angry. <laughs> I know the extent of this argument. To like, And presumably, there's still something bubbling inside him. Because he didn't stop of his own accord. No. No, like, that's why like, he must still... She must have to have cages around the house. In case when he gets back, she's like, no, you're not leaving again. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's like a shock collar, and if he gets outside the perimeter, he just gets electrocuted. Well, this poses the question, Sean. What is the argument about? Uh, it's I don't know, and th- like normally I'd have I could try get a funny answer, but in the world of like two people who have literally they've been locked together for the past year yeah it could be the smallest fucking thing oh we we know everyone knows that feeling when like you're having an argument over the stupidest shit and then afterwards you're just like why were we arguing about that yeah we and also 
we were arguing, but we both agree on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want to turn up the volume to 11. I like 12. Well, fuck you. <laughs> it, like, I guarantee this fight was about like, oh, I want to put honey in the bolognese. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, my man does it without the honey. Well, your man's not here. Right? You're here now. Well, I'm not fucking eating your shitty no-honey bolognese, okay? No, no, I won't be here for long. I'll I'll go somewhere where I can get... I'll go to the home of bolognese. Uh, Where did he walk to? Como? Greece. (laughs) Greece. He gets it wrong. Oh, shit. Now she's going to slag me about that. Uh, Like, I, I just... I, I fully believe this was a small, dumb argument that got out of hand. But also... Any time he leaves the house again after an argument, it'll be, oh, how long is he going to be? <laughs> because, yeah, now the stakes have been raised. Now if there's another argument, he's like, do you want me to leave? And he has to give her the eyes like, because I'll fucking go. <laughs> this I, is not an empty tread. I have done it before. <laughs> um, so, yes, there are a couple in Italy who I can only assume had the frostiest drive back, the 450 kilometres back to their home, over... I, yeah, I, I like to think it's a dumb argument that was probably solved, but he was just so aggressive. And it took a week to overcome his just anger. And even when the police caught him, he's still focused on what he had to do. Like, to go back to early lockdown memes, maybe like she threw away his sourdough starter that he'd been oh. cultivating for we- for months. Yeah, it had been fermenting. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, had, it had fermented so hard, but then it was in the bin because it looked gross in the fridge. <laughs> so, we're going to move on to our next weird news story, okay? okay? And this is one of our weird marriages... Okay. But I think it's creepier than oh, normal. Serial murder? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's serial murder thing. No. Bodybuilder set to marry his sex robot girlfriend despite frequent arguments. <laughs> so many questions. So many questions. Yay! Okay, what are they arguing about? Uh, Yuri, oh no, Yuri Talochko from Kazakhstan will marry his sex robot girlfriend Margot after paying for the doll to have plastic surgery. What the fuck? <laughs> this gets crazier as it goes along, trust me. Okay. Um, a smitten actor and bodybuilder has vowed to marry his sex robot girlfriend after paying for a real plastic surgery to enhance the doll's appearance when the doll apparently, started to become... started to be develop a complex. <laughs> I think he has a bit of a complex. <laughs> uh, so as I said, Yori Tolochko uh, also revealed that the unusual couple has been invited on a Russian TV show, Comedy Club, although his relationship with Margaret the Doll is very much taken seriously by him and the doll. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. Um, Talochko shared backstage images of the couple's television appearance with the teaser message, I won't spoil it. You'll have to find out at the right time. Oh, he says. He's keeping his interest. Oh! Keeping his hooks there, oh, boy. Get a few likes, maybe, leave it on. <laughs> huh? um, according to the local media, Talochko has been dating Marigo for... Uh, ten years. Eight months. Okay. <laughs> you went too big. <laughs> Look... Stand on one side of the fence. That's what I said. Really ruined comedy, really. A <laughs> hundred decades. <laughs> this guy's not good at improv. Um, so he's been dating Margot for eight months, and his Instagram is littered with loved-up selfies of the pair on dates. He takes her out. Yeah. 
Oh god! Oh, it gets weirder than and that shot. Is, he's an actor and bodybuilder. He's in the public eye. Eventually. Yes. What is going on? See, it should be like Jason Momoa. I thought you were going to say Jason Derulo. He'd never do something He'd like never this. Never do something. He's like too that. busy saying his own name <laughs> in the mirror. He's crippled by OCD. <laughs> Despite admitting that they have the occasional argument, the voted Telosco insists that he plans to marry his doll. I don't think you can. I know you can. We've had a woman marry a duvet, a zombie sex doll. I know. Look, this is no, what... No, you can. I said we'd end the year with another weird fucking marriage. And me just losing hope. Yeah. Talosco said he recently sent Margot to a clinic for plastic surgeons. Emphasis on the plastic, I can only assume. Yeah. To make his synthetic girlfriend even prettier. After he claimed her media appearances made her feel insecure, Sean. You know how the media is. Oh, the, the media are bastards. Uh, insecure. If you have any sort of just feeling of self-doubt they'll pick that apart they'll pick you apart immediately but like plastic surgery mm. th- go on when, okay what, well, fill, fill when me living humans yeah have plastic surgery yeah their body does a lot of healing after the fact mm-hmm. I don't think she has I mean blood cells I would just super glue it back together and be done with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. be done. I, I'd go Bostick now I'm, myself. I'd get rid of the wrinkles very quickly. Because yes. <laughs> we all know sex dolls. Riddled <laughs> with f- f- flaws. Sex dolls go through the ageing process. That's what they say. <laughs> um, he said, when I presented her photo to the world, there was a lot of criticism of her. Now, I We're think, not helping that fact. But here's the thing. I think that line... I think there was probably a lot of criticism mm-hmm. of him wanting to marry this woman or doll. Sorry, doll. Well, that's a fact. But I think, I think what he's done here is he's taken the wrong message. Yes. They were not criticizing her, her oh, looks. It wasn't her fault at all. <laughs> they weren't being sexist, like, yeah, she needs a bigger rack. <laughs> no, I think they were like, here, lad. <laughs> You are right. Just really quickly. There has to be a human woman. Message me if you need that. <laughs> and so there was a lot of criticism when I presented her photo to the world. And she began to develop a complex. So we decided to have plastic surgery, he said. Okay. She, okay. She has. Ch- I'll fi- I'm going to re- finish this article. Yeah. And then I really want you, because you look very uncomfortable. A little to, bit. To f- you're rubbing your legs on it uncomfortable. Well, it's cold as well. It's actually cold as well. She has changed a lot. At first, it was hard to accept, but I got used to it later on, he said. Yes, he's an open minded man, so he is. <laughs> it was at a real clinic with real doctors, apparently, that he oh, had the plastic surgery. Not one of those fake clinics no, you know fake what? If you go to a fake clinic for a fake human, that can only end badly. <laughs> Me with a Stanley knife. <laughs> um, reports said the actor treats the doll, which has its own Instagram blog. I need the handle of that right now. Like a living person, and even found her. <laughs> even found her. And this is why, this is my, f- this line is, mwah. He even found her a waitressing position at a local bar. What? What does she do? And then he said, she can't walk by herself. She needs help. Does he walk her around the bar, like holding out plates? Being like, here's your order. A waitress. What the fuck? Should we leave a tip? (laughs) Do we? Do we? Do we leave a tip? Do we leave a tip? Did get service? <laughs> Can she spend currency? <laughs> Should she be giving money? 
<laughs> it's always in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Margot doesn't know how to cook, but she loves Georgian cuisine, he says. Her favourite dish is a dish called Kin Kali. Kincali. 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 It's not from Italy. <laughs> it's not from Italy, <laughs> Discussing her personality, the eccentric actor said, she swears, but there is a tender soul inside, is oh, what he said. Of course. Yes. According to Telochko, he met Marigo in a bar when a young man attacked the doll and he managed to protect her. Did he just find this sex doll? <laughs> and it's just, now he's just... <laughs> it built her into his life <laughs> this has to be fake I've had this story for the last five days in my back pocket waiting for to throw it at you I wanted to see how you felt because surely because hmm. that's because when he's said oh fucking hell Here, no, fill, fill me in what are you what are you thought when you said that she got plastic surgery yeah I thought but do you not Build him to order, as yeah, it were. No, no, he found her. He found so then her. Then he built her to order. Then he made some adjustments. Do you know when you get into a relationship and you think, I want to change every single thing about this person to just change them to what I want? <laughs> yeah. It's just in a romantic sense, it's really lovely. It's, it's really, look, true romance it's, is still alive. It's the foundation for all strong relationships. That's what you should teach children. <laughs> This should be taught in schools. Get together and say, you're wrong. <laughs> I'll change it. I'm grand. <laughs> I've, I've perfected myself, but you're fucked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is, what is, does, this, does it give his Instagram at all? No. Okay. And I'm really glad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to he, see that. He met Margot in a bar when a young man attacked the doll and he managed to protect her. Sean, how heroic. What do you said? It did... Yeah, go on. How? What do you mean, how? Why? Well, she's a waitress in the local town, and then she went to no, the he bar. got her that job. No, she, you know, like, she finishes her shift. Yeah. She wants a few drinks, goes Fair to enough. the bar, starts getting picked on for being a, for being plastic, and this strong, independent man who's just lovely steps in to protect the woman. But then kidnaps her. Well, I wouldn't say kidnap. Did she take someone else's sex doll is what I want to know. Because that's... What, and who else was taking her out to bars? I don't understand. Yeah! I'm so mad. Do you think the person that took her out to the bar was the guy who attacked her? Oh, maybe. It could have been a lover's quarrel. Lover's quarrel. And he stepped in. And he looked like a better man than she already had. So she changed her mind. Changed her mind. She changed She's her allowed mind. to do that. She, as a human... And a woman, she's allowed to change her mind. But she's not human. No, well, as a woman, is she? As a thing, she's not. She's allowed to change her mind. This, oh man, there's going to be fucking government legislation in like twenty years. Uh, I would say when the sex robots come. Apparently, sex robot marriages are getting more popular. And if I cover the sex robot marriage every single week, that's all we talk about. Because every week I see something. About so, like some weird shit, but I read this one. I went, "Oh, this guy's also crazy. This is funny." <laughs> <laughs> like this is gonna lead to death threats for us one day. Yeah, you know, somebody's gonna fall in love with their sex doll because you build them to whatever you want. Yeah, and some lonely guy is gonna be like, "Yeah, I don't need an actual human. I have you." But we always say tell one human that we exist yeah but don't tell a sex doll well we're all no we we've been any sex dolls listening (laughs) she does swear a lot true they have lover quarrels she might be our demographic (laughs) 
why, we have five listeners. That's our niche. They're all dolls. <laughs> I love the fact that he said he got the waitress in position and then said, she can't walk by herself. But sure. Now I think, as a waitress... You... Pulls a good point. <laughs> if somebody holds her hand, yeah. just you it's just like have... that scene from Ghost, but pulling a Guinness. If you hired her, you'd have to hire somebody else to walk her around and yeah. pull points for her and do her voice and do her voice. Should they have lover quarrels, Sean? I don't. I, mm. what, go I on. need the logistics of this, like yeah. real quick. You know, because in what way? I think I've just given you all the information. It's true love. But what's like? Do they just sit down and watch telly in the evening? I think Netflix and Net- chill. Netflix and chill. And uh, so they're watching Queer Eye on the couch together. A bit of Queer Eye and turn on. Do you think they fight over the remote? I don't. Uh, does she have a remote? <laughs> Does she? Uh, do they come in her arm? Just pops up. Universal <laughs> stereo TV. <laughs> fucking garage door. He picks up her wrist and he's just like garage open. <laughs> oh, it's, she's got Siri. <laughs> she's a very large phone. She holder. is Siri. Oh my god! Fuck! This man has bought Siri. This man has Siri is a waitress, <laughs> but a very bad one or a very good one. I don't know. She gets tips. Yes, there's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't really understand how the tipping would work. How oh, tax? How does she pay universal social charges? Oh, she'd fucking want to. <laughs> In this economy, she better be contributing something. Like, presumably, she lives a, a very charmed life. Um, you know, she's going out at dinner every night. Dinner every night. Lovely trips. I imagine trips to the cinema. I can only assume she feels fairly grand about everything. I, I would say but they say no they have emotion. loads of quarrels so has she been unless they would you'd have to put that into a robot that they'd be able to feel anger can you program a robot to be petty <laughs> it's not what you said it's just the way you said it yeah. really that's what I'm mad about here no it's fine no honestly it's fine if you go with the lads it's fine. It's fine. I'll be grand. Yeah, I'll be grand here because I can't stand up and I can't do anything. I can't do anything on my own. <laughs> except hate you. Get out. I live here. Get out. Activate kill mode. <laughs> her eyes go red. But she still can't walk on her own. <laughs> kill mode is not a... Kill mode is big talk is what it is. <laughs> When they're mad, she's just like, activate kill mode, and her eyes go red, but she still can't move, so she's, he's just like, do, am I scared or? Do I, oh, do um, do I, and she's like, give me a knife. No! <laughs> Why would I give you a Hold knife? Hold that knife to your throat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, well, if she asks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Get me my machine gun. Oh, oh, fair enough. Which one? And my slippers. <laughs> She came, she came with these things. I think the wedding's going to take place. I think it's going to be a lovely time. I think it'll be well photographed, anyway. Um, yeah, because he's an Instagram... He's an Instagram, Instagram model, like. What, what's, like, the bride's side going to look like? Uh, oh, the toaster. A George Foreman is there. <laughs> then actual George Foreman is a pro, there. A processor. A food processor. <laughs> and then a computer processor. Oh. They're married. <laughs> <laughs> they made a smart fridge together <laughs> and then they're like they're celebrating it's like oh someone brought the old internet oh, <laughs> <the> old <dialogue. laughs> 
there's a rotary phone. <laughs> He's talking to the internet. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we need to move on, Sean, from this true love story. I think this man needs to move on. It, and maybe find a woman. A maybe human. A human lady. I, or a look, human man. Call me old-fashioned, but I prefer humans. <laughs> Fucks. What? I prefer you. Prefer? prefer. Not strictly. Look. Okay. Not strictly. <laughs> strictly. Look, if the right thing comes along. If the right. Who's pro- to say? If the right smart TV or processor comes along. Well, Jez, smart TVs are so handy, that, though. And they're, it's in the name. Intelligence is a very attractive trait. Intelligence Sean. is sexy. And also cast. And we, an ability to cast YouTube. Oh, just throw it up from the phone. <laughs> so we're moving on. We are starting weird news this week, Sean, with a callback to one of our favourite stories that we've covered here on the show. Now, we've covered a lot of marriages. As I cover a lot of we get follow ups to those marriages, Sean. But what are the can you can you give me a few examples of some of the marriages that we've had? Oh, we've had uh, Ghost Pirate, we've had Haunted Doll, Duve, yep. um, themselves themselves that was, that was a good one it was a recent hit um, yeah. and every time you bring me one I feel it's the it's the weirdest one we're ever going to get <laughs> well do you remember a certain story that we covered last Christmas about a man who was a bodybuilder who finally married his sex doll yes, yes. I do remember this <laughs> well we, we found out in December of 2019 it seems like so long ago now but also <laughs> yesterday <laughs> yeah it's a weird uh, temporal shift we've had there uh, um, so December 2019 we found out that Mr. Yori Tolochko from Kazakhstan has been living with his sex doll Margo for a year and a half and he popped the question last year so we covered this story when he popped the question, but I am back to say that he has finally married, married his beloved in a groundbreaking ceremony. Oh, okay. Groundbreaking, you say? <laughs> groundbreaking. Right, and, and was there a big turnout? Now, obviously, weddings in the current climate, not what they used to be. Yeah. It, so- it got delayed twice, because originally the pair were meant to get get married in March of this year. Oh, but, of no. course... The global bastard hit Sean and the whole ceremony had to be called off because it would be ridiculous to hold such a beloved ceremony and a sacred event during but, these kind of dark times. But surely nothing can stop true love. Nothing can stop true love of a man and his sex doll Margot because... Yeah, go we can't stress enough here. Do what you do. Love what you love if you're not hurting anyone. Mm, but it's a bit yeah. odd to marry it. I mean, it's a lot of extra money. It's just, there's not a lot of profit in that. We, we always come back to this, that it's the financial strain of marriage, like of planning a wedding for like an, an inanimate object. There. Like, you're not looking at the ad- inanimate objects going, what flowers should we get? No, I, I don't think the tulips will work. It's ridiculous. It's, it's very one-sided in terms of planning as well. Yeah. That's a lot of stress. I'm just looking out for these people. So, <laughs> Yori says that he first, if you remember correctly, we'll just go over the hits of the story, but he first met her at a nightclub, if you remember correctly, Sean. And um, they had a, there was love at first sight. Or from one side, the other one doesn't have very good sight due to being plastic. But Yori earlier told the newspapers that the ceremony was delayed for the first time due to the pandemic. 
but also delayed a second time after he was attacked in Kazakh City on oh. October 31st. So he got attacked. However, the pair have finally tied the knot. He's recovered enough. While he was in the hospital, I can only assume she was working like mad getting this, getting the preparations done. That's right. And unfortunately, they had broken his ring finger and his ring finger only. <laughs> Oh no! Oh guys, better call it off. Um, so, sharing footage of the celebration on Instagram, Yori wrote, It's happened! To be continued! And in the video, Yori slips a ring onto Margot's finger before the pair share a tender kiss, Sean. Oh, share is a weird word to use there. Share! Share! Is, is it a shared tender kiss? I'm not sure it's 50 50. Just put it that way. <laughs> She's really into him. <laughs> a bit keen, to be honest. <laughs> they then take their first dance in front of a delighted crowd. <laughs> oh, no. In my head, her legs don't touch the ground. And he's doing like a Vietnamese waltz. Just with like... She, her legs are not touching that ground, ground lads. Is a, is a slow dance or a fast dance uh, a better scenario there? I think, well, fast as you couldn't trust her to, like, start spinning on her own head. You'd have to be very involved. That's true. That's true. Um, what, what, what if it was set to, uh, I've had the time of my life, and then they did that big run-up, but he was the one doing the leap. <laughs> and when he landed, she just exploded, <laughs> and just air went everywhere. And then he's arrested for murder. <laughs> oh no, I flattened my girlfriend! Oh no, sorry, my wife! <laughs> my wife, oh it's, oh, it's tough to get used to, you know. Hey fellas, fellas. <laughs> and, um, so, discussing his sex life with Margot, Yori oh. added, Our story turns me on much more than sex itself. But then he also says, I also love BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> It's a man of many pleasures. <laughs> you know, love is a very tender thing. And I I think I get off on the romance of it all. But also tie me up and beat the shit out of me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very forthcoming uh, with this information. <laughs> Straight in. Well, to be fair, this he's famous now. Like, this is the only way he can stay famous. Is Yeah, he's the guy that... Married a sex doll. Now, his next line, when you consider that he's married to a sex doll, is an interesting one, because this is a follow-up from the BDSM comment. He just says, I love being tortured. Now, that, if anyone's into that, fair fucks to you. But I think the logistics of this, she would have a very difficult time Maybe damaging him in any way. <laughs> yeah, that, like when when he said he was into it, I imagine that he was very much the dom in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange that he's like tied up and blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, what are the logistics of that? <laughs> Who tied him up? <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, just stand there and pretend I don't exist. Brilliant. <laughs> Then he says, Margot is capable of what other people are not capable of. I mean, I, I, okay. Right. She's like a hot air balloon in certain ways. I see, I don't think um, this is your classic, you know, inflatable. 
Oh. I think it's one of those high quality latex ones. Oh, so so it's not one like he could go swimming with to keep him afloat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not an inflatable dolphin, Con. <laughs> Like he's going swimming lessons where me and my wife just learned to swim together. She could be in the oh, Olympics. No. Oh no, Marco, I'm drowning. <laughs> Let me hold on to you. <laughs> uh, but who ties him up? This, this is this is my question. Also, why would you say this on your wedding day? But, I mean, to say I love being tortured, I can endure a lot of pain. But I don't know how. Because... Who's in, who's in making you endure that pain? Because it's certainly not Margot. She's a bit still during all of this. Yeah. Like, or is he just trying to, like, brag? It's like, yeah, I can stand up to so much pain. Just ask my wife. But then <laughs> you go to ask his wife. And, you know, she's a, a mannequin. Have you ever <laughs> seen the film Mannequin? No. Well, look, as you can imagine, it's about a mannequin. And does a man fall in love with the mannequin? Yes, he does. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay. And then, guess what else happens? Mannequin comes to life. Mannequin comes to life at night, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Don't feed it after midnight. Fuck that. And then there's a Uh, climactic scene where the mannequin is on a conveyor belt. I see there is. Going towards (laughs) a conveyor belt leading towards a mannequin destruction device. (laughs) Just a big hammer. Fuck off! <laughs> uh, and they all live happily ever after. So I can only imagine it'll be the same for this fellow. Is that where George Lucas got the inspiration for the Star Wars um, number two or no, episode that was two? The inspiration for Schindler's List, Connor. Oh, not many people know that. We'll get Liam Neeson on the phone. Oh, <laughs> see so what he Star knows. Wars. <laughs> Um, so, according to earlier local media reports, his union with Margot should stand. Okay. Really? The only requirements for a wedding to take place in Kazakhstan are that both consenting parties have to be male and female and over 18 years old. We're not going to get into the fact of they have to be male and female because obviously that's fucked. But yeah. consenting parties is a weird word there. One can't... Emote. Can't say no, though. Can't that, say yes. Can't say no. Can't say Can't anything. actually say anything. <laughs> no. Very silent on the matter, really. Doesn't doesn't have thoughts, you know. <laughs> doesn't have opinions. Doesn't have a personality. Isn't legally a human. Uh, no. <laughs> it's absolutely not. Oh, the world. <laughs> so, Yori... Now, this... My, I know what you're thinking, right? You get a sex doll. You're into BDSM. The sex doll beats the shit out of you. I mean, like, there's a whole thing. You get married, you fall in love. But sometimes, appearances are also important. I know he's into the romance of love, but he's also into making sure Margot looks good. And because due to apparent fears about her appearance, Yori decided to book Margot in for plastic surgery earlier this year. Plastic surgery? Plastic surgery. Emphasis on the plastic. Right. And... How much does plastic surgery cost these days? I mean, to get—I mean, to get Botox done. If you were to do it to a sex doll, I—it would be a very—it it would have to be a gentle procedure. Th- th- this is true, uh, and what—what what is the benefit? Because 
I don't forgive me, Connor, but I was under the impression that we as humans have found plastic at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, the deepest <laughs> spot in the ocean. And yes. that plastic was fine. Yeah. And so so you're saying resilient. that she she's resi- she is resilient. She'd have to be for all the BDSM. But mostly I think that if you <laughs> I'm just imagining the bit in the surgery where the doctor's like, We're losing her and all you hear is <laughs> And she's just flying around the room. <laughs> so, oh, oh no <laughs> I cut too deep <laughs> And like she like it's a it's a very weak doctor, so he just brings in like a crate of helium. <laughs> He explained, when I presented her photo to the world, there was a lot of criticism about her, and she began to develop a complex, so we decided to have plastic surgery. Oh, no. Sean, what are your thoughts? Is this our fault? (laughs) Do do we have that much clout? I don't think Yori's listening to us. Good. I mean, wait, Yori, listen to us. Also, also, he then followed that up with, she has changed a lot. At first, it was hard to accept a new her, but I got used to it later on. <laughs> oh, that's very good of him. That's very, it's very open-minded. <laughs> very open-minded of him. To get to book her in for that plastic surgery, I could only assume off his own back. Then when she came back out, not to complain about how she looked, because he sent her in in the first place. That is a real stand-up guy. That is true bravery right there. True bravery, yeah. He's a, he's a hero. He, he, he is the hero of the week. <laughs> what do you think of Yori at his marriage? Do you think this will last forever? Ah, look, I wish him well. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't know that it has the longevity to go through, you know, a lifetime of commitment with him. I, I think Margot might get sick of him. Oh, if there's a, if we get a story in six months saying that she's left him, I also, I don't know what also, to think, Connor. <laughs> we definitely will get a story like that. <clears throat> but have you seen the picture of Marigot, by the way? If I you have. would like, you you've seen how she looks. How do you feel? Like it, it it's a testament to the people that designed her. <laughs> it's a testament to the surgeries that she's had. Yeah, and look. Again, if you're having fun, you're not hurting people. Grand. But maybe... Margot had to be expensive in the first place anyway, didn't she? I think, he, yeah, he must have bought her faulty to have all this surgery done. She's doing repairs. <laughs> He's doing repairs that should have been done originally. And would you buy... Of all the things to buy used as well. <laughs> oh, No! You don't want to buy a second-hand one. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm specifically looking for one to beat the shit out of me. Uh, also, if you Google Margot Sextal the, and go to news, the first result is an article from The Guardian that says, Top 10 books about consent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's number one, like, fuck it, hell. He was a weirdo. Exhibit A. (laughs) (laughs) But there's one thing we always love here, and that is a story of of drama. Drama. A story of, of suspense, but also a story that is so fucking weird 
there's no reason they should be reporting this. And that is why we are starting tonight, Sean. Because, I mean, sometimes I come across a lot of articles that try to write about stuff um, in a comedic way. But what right. makes a weird news funnier is when they try to talk about it seriously about a really dumb topic. Oh, they try and cover it like regular journalism. Yeah. And we're going to start tonight with an, actually a very long story. So, and I, I was trying my hardest to edit this out, to edit it down throughout the day. But then I realised there was no way I could edit out stuff that wasn't good because it is all gold. So, <laughs> bear Let's with tear me. into it. As, as I go, start with weird news this week with, all we could do was run. The strange story of Gerald, the turkey who terrorised the city. Sorry, each each word in that sentence got better. (laughs) All we could do was run is a quote. The strange story of Gerald, the turkey who terrorised a city. Of course, it was Thanksgiving recently in America, Mm. wasn't it? Yes, it was. Now, this is a year-long thing, though. This is not just Thanksgiving, but it is in the Thanksgiving spirit that we do it this week. Okay, okay, so Gerald picked his moment is what I'm taking from this. So, bear with me, Sean, because as I said, it's a long one, but every bit of it is liquid gold. So, come on, here we go. Like many Aucklanders, 16-year-old Jojo Thompson had heard plenty of stories about Gerald. The feisty turkey harassing visitors in the city's rose garden. But before visiting the seven-acre public park with a friend on a recent October afternoon, she thought the tales had been exaggerated. But no. So, I'd like to introduce by the fact that we've had Owlman. We've had a lot of mysteries. This is a regular... This isn't a mystery. We know who the monster is. It's just about stopping him. But can you... Surely they'd have... From what I hear, he's been terrorising this house. Surely they'd have tried to stop him by now, Connor. Oh, it's it's so deep. <laughs> Surface level. But there's so much roots underneath that we have to get to. So, after seeing the agitated turkey closing in on some people nearby, Thompson and her friend took refuge behind the tree. But they weren't safe for long, Sean. Oh, God. Gerald soon had the teens in his sight. The birds started stalking them, menacingly, Thompson recalled, then chased them up the hill and out of the park. She lost both her shoes in the process. I thought you were going to say legs. (laughs) She lost both her legs and her life. She's dead. So she was running so fast her shoes fell off. Is this? Yeah, no, she ran so fast her shoes burned away. Yeah, I was thinking, is she in a cartoon? <laughs> I think so. Um, there was a lot of dust. She picked up a lot of dust before she started running. Um, Jojo Thompson, she filmed her escape from the Gerald, from Gerald at Oakland's Rose Garden. I had heard of his attacks, but I never thought it would happen to me, she said. All we could do was run. And this is kind of the first introduction, because this article is written like a Netflix documentary about a serial killer. And it's... You know, like, they always had to sit down interviews. They interviewed multiple people for this article. But Gerald was not available for comment. Gerald was not available for comment due to all the murdering he had to do. too busy being Dexter. (laughs) Gerald's unusually aggressive behaviour in the Rose Garden has taken on an almost mythical status, Sean. In parts of the California city over the past six months. 
Stories of his reign of terror in the otherwise tranquil spot first spread across town, then sparked national and international headlines. International news covering International this. news. Gerald, so far, how are you feeling about Gerald? Uh, look, I feel a great amount of respect for Gerald. I'd appreciate it if he could leave myself and my family out of this. <laughs> Kill everyone else. Just leave us. I, Gerald, you and I have no quarrel here. Yeah. The reports were often similar. So he has a status quo of a murder. <laughs> Gerald would spot an unsuspecting victim from across the park. He would take off running, either chasing them away or, if they stood their ground, mounting and scratching them until they fled. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh yes. I don't like this scenario at all. He, he often targeted the young and the old. <laughs> The more vulnerable members of society. <laughs> Those who could not quickly outrun him. He, seeming, he seemed particularly attracted to wheeled vehicles, including baby strollers. He is, he is a murderous turkey. He picks his victims. like. He, but also what I'm getting from it, Gerald is a coward. He won't, he won't fight someone who could threaten him. He reminds me of the Predator. Yeah, just a a, a poor sport. Mm, yeah. Um, when angry, he puffed up his chest, towering over four feet tall, Sean. And despite his bulk, he was swift. As a coursing river, I could only assume. A typical <laughs> adult male turkey can weigh up to 25 pounds, run at 25 miles per hour, and fly at up to 20, 55 miles per hour. Sorry, what? He can fly at up to 55 miles per hour, Sean. What? That is fucked. That, yeah. A, but a turkey's fucking massive and unwieldy. Yeah, he is. And he's here to kill. He has the smell <laughs> of blood. <laughs> um, wild turkeys have a 270 degree field of vision and can see three times more clearly than 2020. 60-60 vision they have. Oh making it easy for Gerald to spot his victims from across the garden. <laughs> He he can see you before you see yourself. <laughs> I've always been a coward, Sharon. Oh no, there's a turkey. <laughs> this is this is actually you're right. It is like a Netflix serial killer documentary. Yeah, they wrote this so seriously, and oh my, Sean, I cannot wait to read the rest. Hang on, okay. Gerald's antics transfixed the city. With residents hunkered down at home because of the pandemic and wildfire smoke following the saga on social media, blogs and news reports, a fierce debate emerged. What should be done? Ban visitors from the park? Move Gerald to less frequented areas? Should he perhaps be euthanized? All of them were on the table. But all were deemed impossible. (laughs) We can't kill him, he's too strong. (laughs) Um, The discussions played out in thousands of online threads that at times turned, and this is my favourite bit of the article, at times turned neighbour against (laughs) neighbour. They're just shoving each other out like in front of Gerald as they try and run away. It's like a civil war. (laughs) It's like a zombie movie. (laughs) At least three city agencies 
and the State Department of Fish and Wildlife became involved. An expert animal trapper was called in and an electrical company entered the fray. Why was the electrical company involved? If we if we turn him into electro, he'll be ultimately too powerful. The, the only outcome of that scenario is that the turkey gets electro powers. <laughs> and now he's flying at 55 miles per hour and turning on light bulbs and we are fucked. It's going. Oh, he's going to be. It's going to be the Flash, but a turkey, and he's going to cut. <laughs> do you know in the trailer for Sonic, and he cuts off all the power to the Western Seaboard, including hospitals. It's that's that. going to be Gerald. Yeah, he's going to kill. He's going to attack people and then take the electricity out of the hospitals so they can't get any medical help. Oh my god! And, and like all the electricity that's in our bodies, he's going to suck yeah. that out to make himself yeah. more powerful. It is unclear how long Gerald had roamed the Rose Garden or when he was given his name. He's a legend, Sean. <laughs> so yes, sorry, sorry. No one knows why he's called Gerald. <laughs> I can make a good guess. Somebody said, he looks like a fucking Gerald. <laughs> unless unless he, like, he, he ran after someone to the point where they fell shoeless yeah. on the ground and he yeah. walked up spat on them and said and said tell them it was Gerald <laughs> no there was three of them and he killed two and so I was like why did you kill the third we need one to tell my story <laughs> we need one to go back to warn them they need to fear me <laughs> Um, some say they saw the bird fly into the garden about four years ago. Many started recognising Gerald because of his fa- his fan tail missing a prominent feather on the left side. Very recognisable as turkeys go. That's Well, look, it's a perfect arc of feathers, and if there's one missing... But yeah. that's the equivalent of he's like the dude with a scar over his eye. That's he just what he hangs is. out in the bar. He's Johnny Tightlips. <laughs> what is evident, however, is that Gerald began to turn on his human neighbours this year, Sean. According oh. to a Guardian tally of online reports, Gerald has harassed more than 100 people in 2020. Oh, that is... Connor, that's 10 people a month. <laughs> that's That's a lot of people. That's and one turkey, one turkey. So, He's a busy and, man. And for three years, everyone lived in peace with Gerald. Yeah, and amongst then, him, amongst him. And then something happened in twenty twenty that made yeah. ev- it made him turn on on humanity. Everyone's stressed at the minute, and maybe he just doesn't like another lockdown idea. That's that could be it. He can't Unless, work Amazon. He's looking for those Christmas presents. He can't work it. He's getting stressed. He's getting stressed. Delivery times are ridiculous these <laughs> days. and so. But not at our store. No, go on. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep <laughs> turning every story into a plug for the store. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so attacks from the turkey became so common that some people would not enter the Rose Garden without a weapon, a stick... A rake or an umbrella were widely suggested as reasonable to bring in with you. Bring in a fucking rake. (laughs) And a big two by four with like, that's on fire. I can only assume. Yeah, with nails hammered through it. Yeah. One person said he used pepper spray. (laughs) 
On the turkey. On the turkey. That's fucked, because then you're already seasoning him. That's a power move. <laughs> they wheeled in a big oven. Get the fucking pepper spray. <laughs> just, <laughs> they just have melted butter on hand, just throwing it over him. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot the onions. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, r- ridiculous. Some people stopped going to the park altogether. Even those who stayed out weren't safe. We hear from another woman, Julia Williams, who lives nearby. She describes a typical encounter with the bird. I was carrying a basket of laundry to my car when we saw each other. (laughs) Dear God. And the Kill Bill sirens played. (laughs) Once we locked eyes, he sprinted towards me, wings outstretched. (laughs) How big of a turf does he cover? Like, what's his line of like, no, this is California. California, okay, once you're in California, it's his turf. You're in his land. Um, I just barely made it to my car, but I nearly completely threw my back out in the process. I was in bed, unable to walk for a few days afterwards. Fuck, so it's not just, and and that's not counting the emotional trauma they had to recover from. No, the therapist fees alone would cost you a fortune afterwards. Yeah, so, so this person has now presumably they're okay now they can look at turkeys again yes (laughs) they're so terrified of christmas that's it but i I, i'm fully on board with never going back to that park in that scenario Mm. Mm. you know In, in online accounts some victims described simply being chased while others suffered lacerations from his claws and bruises uh, at least one person claimed to have been sent to the hospital for stitches. Not all accounts of run-ins with Gerald could be verified, though. But interviews with victims and a review of photos and videos of attacks confirmed many were in fact true. The, like, why would you make that up, though? Like, <laughs> wh- when is it you, a benefit you'd say you to got, you? Like, you'd say you got attacked by a shark. Or, yeah, or like, I don't know, a dog... Or a more traditionally aggressive animal. Yeah, I fought off a bear to save my family. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I Mm. crossed paths with a turkey. No one's talking to you in the office after that. I I locked eyes with a turkey across a park and he killed me. I'm dead. I'm a ghost. <laughs> he had this. And this is my favorite. There's so many bits of this article that is just gold because they say um, he had this habit of loitering by the stairs of the garden, almost daring you to walk up or down them. Said Maria Hood, who has Fucking lived near try the garden. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, try to elevate yourself off the ground you're on. I fucking dare you. How you think these stairs belong to you? (laughs) I can fly. I own the land and the air. My God. (laughs) I can fly at 55 miles per hour. Let's just state that again. (laughs) Gerald was once a mellow guy. It wasn't always bad with Gerald. Because often seen standing in line with people waiting at the casual carpool, a community a community driven ride sharing service, or calmly walking around the fountains of the garden. But in early twenty twenty he started to change. This is not normal behaviour, said in what is I can only assume is an expert job. 
Turkey behaviour expert Alan Croker said, It is not normal behaviour for turkeys. And he would know, because that is a weird area of expertise. The, it, it, that is, the, if someone is a specialist in an area like that, trust everything they say on the subject. Yeah. They have no time. They have no time, but also, like, they have been in a situation. They will. They never want to be caught not knowing something about that subject. <laughs> yeah, because, once you commit to that, you have to know everything. Yeah, it's either everything or nothing. There's no, <laughs> let me look into that for you. That doesn't exist when you're a turkey specialist. So Alan explained that male turkeys fight each other for dominance over and over flocks of hens, but occasionally some males misdirect that aggression to include people. The big question is why Gerald's relationship to humans soured in 2020. Many attribute, Gerald, attribute Gerald's behaviour changes to garden visitors feeding him, including one woman well known in the neighbourhood for giving him daily snacks. Indeed, Alan said, feeding turkeys may make them uh, dangerously accustomed to humans and more likely to approach them. But others doubt this, this theory, doubting the turkey expert, arguing Gerald had been fed for years before his behaviour took this turn. So... Leaves it back open again. What caused it? What? I don't. What could have caused it? Mm. Maybe during all of the global bastard, the reduced mm. access to people giving him snacks. Yeah. You, yeah. you got a bit hangry, that, you know? Well, that seems logical because Susan Jones is along the same line shot. Gerald was not an issue until COVID hit, said Susan. Who has lived next to the garden for more than a decade and has been familiar with Gerald for years. She added that she had never seen the garden as crowded as it was in the early months of the pandemic. Fuck. So, what I'm gathering from this is that we're we're very lucky in that we don't have this psychotic turkey on our turf but it sounds like he was one step from breaking the whole time <laughs> he was always on an edge oh just anything could have pushed him over and all it took was a, a global pandemic <laughs> <laughs> which for a lot of people seemed a bit like it seemed logical and that happened to all of us as well like this came in and everybody was going through a difficult time but nobody stopped to think maybe we should ask the turkey how he's doing mentally these days yeah, because, like, everyone's stuck at home. They got all their dogs, and the mm, dogs are yeah. loving it. But yeah. what about all the pet turkeys? So, rumours and accusations flew around the neighbourhood, and the police were called at least once in response to a woman who fed Gerald. At this point, they're so suspicious of everyone, they're just arresting people who feed him. Just shaking her. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? And somebody, that's the scene that we always talk about. Someone would come into the bar and just like, they would hear about this weird turkey going around and all the music just stops and everyone just looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't speak of him. <laughs> what do you know of the turkey? And do you know too much? Are Where two you, questions we ask. Where did you learn that name? <laughs> um, he who must not be named. Some of the writ. Ri- some of the rifts this created, I don't think they will ever be healed, said one neighbour, who did not want to speak on the record for fear of repercussions from the community. <laughs> Just like, I don't want people to think less of me. 
after I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm siding with Gerald on this one. <laughs> I mean, they're all online in like Reddit trends. Like, he's good. No, he's fucking bad. No, he's good. And they're just like a civil war breaking out in this neighborhood. And just like, I think he's, I'm indifferent to him. Get right, him! <laughs> fucking get him! Get him um, break his legs! <laughs> Gerald, you want a few hits? Discussions quickly turned nasty. Some in the pro-Gerald camp wanted to cede the garden entirely to the bird. Lose the garden, keep the turkeys, one person said. Meanwhile, the anti-Gerald camp lobbied to have him euthanized or otherwise removed as soon as possible. Relocate the turkey to the wild or cook him for Thanksgiving, said one comment. I'm an animal lover, but come on, people. <laughs> I like the idea of, I'm an animal lover, but let's fucking cook him. <laughs> Just, I'm an animal lover, but enough is enough. <laughs> but I'm also hungry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so, I just, I'm a bit peckish now and I could really do with a murderous bird. So a few months ago, the city closed the Rose Garden to give Gerald some space and train the turkey to keep distance from humans. This further infuriated the anti-turkey camp, who argued, who argued humans should not be locked out of one of our few green spaces in Oakland during the stif- stifling pandemic. Why are you so angry? Why are you attacking people? One commenter spat at another in a typical trait. <laughs> I mean, uh, now I see why the community is reeling from all of this. Mm. Because mm. Mo- people are just getting worked up. Everyone needs a good walk in the park, but they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, finally, the city of Oakland was forced to act. And they obtained a permit to re- euthanize and remove the turkey which classified him as a nuisance animal. But a petition on change.org to save Gerald quickly amassed more than 13,000 signatures in response. Concerned neighbours wrote emails to Oakland Animal Services and the city. Meanwhile, a war was being waged via flyers posted around the Rose Garden. Wanted signs encouraging the killing of Gerald appeared on walls. Soon after, artistic homages to turkeys reimagined the bird as an Egyptian god. Oh my god. <laughs> so the deeper you get, the worse it becomes. This, they've gone full mental on this. Like, yeah. And also, there's no other news happening. This is all they have. So, like, <laughs> this is their entertainment. <laughs> so they finally cap. They decided to capture the bird. The decision was made to relocate him to a less populated part of the city. However, capturing the bird proved complicated. According to reports in the Oakland site, staff from animal services and the departments, um used ground nets, net guns, robotic turkey calls, and an umbrella painted to resemble a male turkey, all without success on Gerald. He's too clever. He's too clever for you. Too clever. They even tried to lure Gerald with his favourite foods, blueberries and almonds. Yet, by last month, more than 20 volunteers had tried and failed to capture him. At a certain point... You just have to call it, don't you? Because if 20 people have tried to capture a turkey, mm. then... The, like, he's outsmarted 20 humans at this point. <laughs> but oh, it all seemed lost, Sean. There should be a movie made about this, by the way, but it all seemed lost, because then, finally, backup was called in the form of Rebecca 
Dremich, the Director of Wildlife Emergency Services, a private volunteer group based in California. Rebecca describes herself as an expert animal trapper, but she still struggled to close in on Gerald. She staked out the park over the course of a month before settling on a new method. She definitely had like the makeup on each cheek popping out from between the bushes, just looking oh, at yeah. Ho- like eye holes cutting a newspaper. <laughs> Just pretend to read a newspaper while this turkey just roams around. She decided to act like Gerald's favourite prey. An enfeebled old woman. She crouched over as if unable to move, luring in Gerald before grabbing him by the neck. (laughs) And and killing him? Like wringing his neck? (laughs) He just had this stunned look on his face, she said. I will never forget his expression. It was like he was saying, what? Me? What happened? (laughs) She just whispered, a challenger. (laughs) (laughs) And Gerald's new home was a patch of wild land in the hills of Berkeley, um, owned by an electric company that had agreed to allow the turkey to live out his days in peace and quiet. Um, So, according to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, however, Sean, this is not good. We think it's all done. It's all happy. Gerald... Gerald, within a week of moving, had found his way into the playground of a new park. Fuck me. And had broken out again. The staff called us because they recognised him from the news stories. (laughs) They put a serial murderer next to his his favourite target. (laughs) Kids. Fucking hell. Not their best move, I'll say. No, not their best. And so the staff called us because they recognised him from news stories and said, Gerald's story lives on as they picked him up again and took him to another location. So, Sean, that is the end of the story of Gerald, the killer turkey who has been at war with California for up to eight months. <laughs> I I feel like I've survived this. Now, I, that is ridiculous. Isn't it? Uh, look, uh, thankfully, the town is now safe. Yeah. But th- there'll always be that fear. And they also turned on each other. Brothers fought against brothers. Yeah. Now they have to like, reconcile with that fact. You About know, the fact have... that they fell out over a turkey. Yeah. Like, that's all it took. Mm. There's, like, there would have been, like, actual... Like, there will be, like, family feuds that get passed down, and they'll have to, like, trace it back and realise that it was because of a turkey. (laughs) We don't talk to your brother anymore. He supported euthanising a turkey. The bastard. (laughs) As they're eating Thanksgiving dinner. The (laughs) bastard. Just carving one. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bastard of a man. What do you think of Gerald? Do you think he's, um, what side of the camp do you fall on, really, is my question. Oh, give the park to him. Yeah. You know, he, like, he, he should own it. He, he is now in charge of that park. And, you know, everything that goes along with that, that mm. they'd have to... Upkeep. Uh, he, he'd have to do the upkeep. He'd have to pay the taxes on it. Mm. You know? It would I could be, see a turkey driving a lawnmower. I, look... If you've asked me if I'd heard stranger things than a turkey driving a lawnmower, I'd 
I, I'd have to say I've I've definitely heard Stranger Things. I'd a turkey, say a turkey attacking thing. old people and young people and roaming a park and ultimately they had posters of a wanted sign with his face on it. Yeah, you know it would be it would be wrong of me to say that he couldn't <laughs> maintain a park by himself. <laughs> I I think anytime you underestimate this turkey, you get you get kicked in the face. That's. Uh, Look, that's what his past uh, his past involvements with humans have been, is kicking them in yeah. the face, putting them in the hospital. That's yeah. another thing he did. Yeah. I this is an episode of Criminal Minds that's gone too far, isn't it? It has a little bit. Like, this is like season 40. And like <laughs> you ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's this or like a late season of Murder, She Wrote, where it Does was he- the turkey the whole time. There's nothing... I would have preferred to have a shorter story to start this week, but that story, there was no bit I wanted to cut out. Because even at the end, I would have gotten rid of it, but the fact is, he came back again. He wasn't going to be stopped. No, you can't keep a good turkey down. (laughs) Um, So we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And, Sean, I chose this news story specifically for us, because... One of the, I would say, the patron saints of the pod here are raccoons. Now, that is a very strange yeah. and niche area, but we've only ever had one raccoon story on the show, and it was possibly our, it's probably our favourite weird news we've ever covered here, or definitely top two or three. And Yeah, this was the story of the raccoon boxing ring. The ba- raccoon boxing ring, which is not funny, but it is funny because all the guys were training their raccoons and giving them wrestler names and entrance music and finishers. Yeah, (laughs) like, as much as we don't agree with animal fighting for sport, that's pretty fucking good. (laughs) Because they they broke it up before they got to get it going, but they then heard one that was called called George Cooney, which, I mean, you can't beat. They were all just puns. (laughs) So, I mean... Yeah, and... Uh, ever since there's been a raccoon featured on a lot of our like um, social media presence it's been on banners yeah. and stuff like that and so we're starting or not we're starting but we're we're following that first story Sean with our next piece and that is reported burglary in California was a dozen fighting raccoons a dozen we, a dozen a, a whole 12 raccoons yeah yes right now but before we continue with this story, Connor, this is actually our third raccoon story. Oh. Do you remember uh, the 14th of October 2020? <laughs> I remember the date, yes. Well, in that, in that we uploaded an episode um, where it, we talked about a man who met 14 raccoons and a coyote while out on a hike. Yes. Yeah, so this is a, this is the third instance of raccoons on the podcast. The second instance of a group of raccoons on the podcast. <laughs> they're, they're on the move. They're they're forming like little factions, and I love it. Police in California responded to a report of a suspected burglary in progress, and arrived to find the cause of the ruckus. Actually, was caused by about a dozen brawling raccoons. The Richmond brawling. Police, brawling. 
The Richmond Police Department said two officers responded to the city corporation yard after an employee called authorities to report a banging on the administration office door that sounded like a burglar attempting to break in. So... This person at the office rang them and was like, there's somebody trying to break in. I'm hearing a lot of banging on the other side of that door. To which the operator replied, nice. <laughs> nice. No, not that type. Like murder. Oh, no. Nice? <laughs> well, that's worse. No. I, I, like, on the phone operator for the police. Night? No, wait. No, that's not my job. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I've, let my, I've, I've given myself away here. I'm on 14 warnings. I'm not meant to say nice again. Um, <laughs> the caller reported hearing banging on the door like someone was trying to break in, the police said. Officers coordinated their response and set up a perimeter around the building. Okay, so no no raccoon gets in, no raccoon gets out. At this point, it's a man. It's a man or a woman in there and they have to take them out. But so they've set up the perimeter, they've done the usual stuff. Maybe they've got the big megaphone. What are your demands? We will match them. They do not negotiate. (laughs) Although mentally prepared to take action for an in-progress felony... The crime-fighting duo were at the door and were very surprised to find approximately, when it went through, one dozen raccoons in a physical altercation in the room. Okay, this sounds like two rival gangs of perhaps six <laughs> raccoons apiece. Yeah, yeah, or 7v5. Oh, 7v5. One of, the, one of them one was the, a traitor. One they let him into a trap. Tra- <laughs> They all turned up and he was like, I'm glad you're here, guys. And he turned around and he ripped off his shirt and he had the other guy's shirt underneath his shirt. Oh, my God. And then he, he just walks across the room and turns around, <laughs> shakes hand with the other raccoon leader. <laughs> and then the other raccoon leader was like, hello, my son. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> the mental image, right, of these two police officers with their guns out, torches up, and, they, and they're going through and they're like, right, they're on the fucking other side of the store, get ready, get ready. They both break in, and there's just 12 raccoons kicking the shit out of each other. And, uh, do you, th- at that point, as a police officer, do you just resign yourself to the fact that, oh, this isn't my job, and then you leave? <laughs> Or do you sti- does a part of you still suspect that they're robbing the place? <laughs> the, the one of them's like, raccoons are shifty. <laughs> they're a bit they, fucking, they're up to thievery. They do wear those little masks all the time. I've seen that in a video game. I've, I've seen it. Um, this also, this next line makes this story and why it's here. When they entered the room, all the raccoons stopped what they were doing and stared <laughs> at them. <laughs> And then one of them shouted, Scatter! (laughs) It's the old Bill! Scatter! (laughs) It's the fucking pigs! Who ratted? (laughs) Oh, I I bet who ratted means an entirely different thing in raccoon circles. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I... the, The fact that, first of all, you break into the door, and you're the police officer, and, like, you walk in, you're like, holy shit, there's a load of raccoons kicking the shit out of each other. And then... You have that moment where you're like, oh, thank God it's not a burglary, as you said. But then they stop and they all stare at you. There has got to be a second where you think, this is how I die. Oh, yeah, because like, the light of your flashlight would shine off their eyes. So all you see is 24 individual beads staring back at you. 
and there's like one like in the process of standing over the other one beating the shit out of them and they both just stop and look up at you the, the two rival gang leaders like look at each other and they nod, nod. as if to say yeah. oh we're in a truce and then they just sprint at you <laughs> there's a split second there where that moment in that moment anything can happen and oh, you in that moment die. nothing makes sense yeah yeah because you have to look at your partner and like, are we leaving this room or are we going to die? <laughs> One of us is certainly going to die. <laughs> I just need to outrun you. I don't need to outrun them. Um, the officers made the decision to engage at that moment. What? And, be- <laughs> and began to wave their arms wildly whilst another kicking started kicking random objects and making loud noises. <laughs> Oh, they're they're playing the insanity card to get away from the raccoons. <laughs> the raccoons like these are guys aren't worth our time. They're just out of the asylum. So, <laughs> like, oh, it would just it would be too easy. Like when when challenged, all the raccoons but one fled westbound. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait, was the traitor a triple traitor? <laughs> And, well done, boys. You caught he them in the end. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Officer Pimento. <laughs> They're over there. He just lights up a cigarette. God, I love my job. <laughs> nice to see you again, George Cooney. <laughs> well done. <laughs> George, it's George from the wrestling ring. It's he's, he ratted out the wrestling ring, and now he's going one by one through each raccoon gang. <laughs> <laughs> he wants revenge. <laughs> he, he, he hates being a raccoon. He just wants to be an actor on ER. Oh, oh, sorry. So George Cooney wants to be George Clooney. He wants to replicate. Yeah, he wants to replicate his dad's career. Obviously. Oh, it's George Clooney's son. This raccoon. Well, I wouldn't say, it, but there's no paternity <laughs> test you could take. But like, uh, just in George spirit. Nespresso Cooney. Uh, no, that's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> George Nespresso, come here. <laughs> this is amazing. What, so what happened to that one raccoon that hung back? Well, they said the little guy stayed behind and advised officers it was just a family dispute, which I think is a jokingly way to say they covered his tracks. He's a triple agent. Oh, yeah, you don't you don't throw your best man to the fishes like that. No. You know? You got to keep him in your back pocket so the next time a raccoon ring uh, builds up, you just drop him in. No one suspects. He's been through enough. <laughs> He's a triple agent. <laughs> the police are just like, they just fist bump him. <laughs> you did it again, George. <laughs> just like, you, you, they're, they're just like, George, why, you could make sergeant in a day. Why don't you go for it? <laughs> You're the best of us, George. My place is one, here on the streets. One of the guys turns around to the other officer. He's like, hey, kid, I went through police school with this guy. Oh, George, me and you had some wild days, didn't we? <laughs> oh, I love this character. I love him so much. George Cooney. And he's just having a fat... He's just having a cigarette. He's just like... Boys, you don't even know the fucking half of what they're doing. They're fucking planning some shit. The, and look, guys, I was under, co- I was deep undercover for too long. The things I've done. <laughs> I'm not the same raccoon man I once was. 
raccoon man. <laughs> he just takes off his mask and it's just another policeman. <laughs> In full uniform. <laughs> full uniform. <laughs> he just like breaks out and he's six foot three. <laughs> He's just like, oh, guys, you know that I am fucking stiff. Sitting in that joke, I am stiff. Oh, I need to stretch the old legs. (laughs) Um, So there is a reported burglary in California was a dozen fighting raccoons. I cannot wait till this pack of raccoons gets caught again. We now know there's a triple agent. It's just up up to the news. It's up for George Cooney to strike again. And look... We're gonna we're gonna keep a close eye on this, but mm. we're never gonna reveal it while he's undercover. It'll always no. be after the fact. No, because like you don't wanna just rat him out. Like that that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, like if look, it, we can't be the reason George Cooney gets whacked. You know? <laughs> gets whacked. <laughs> whack a rack. Whack a whack whack wacky Raccoons, <laughs> wacky races, wacky ra- Well, that's a good one. Break Thanks. that out. <laughs> um, and we start off with something. Normally, the first story is always just something in my dark soul that makes me laugh. Okay. Um, and for example, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, many people will remember that we covered a story of a man who played the ben- Benny Hill theme song. Oh. Um, as as people came out of uh, a Walmart in America, he played the Benny Hill theme song and they were all slipping on the ice. Yes, it was a very icy parking lot and he would play the Benny Hill theme song and laugh at them from his car. <laughs> and, la- and then the police chased him as the Benny Hill song was playing around his car. So, every week I come into this episode and I think, maybe we can find somebody just shithousery. I love a good bit of shithousery. Yeah, like, um, no one's really getting hurt. It's just a bit of no, shithousery. No, and that's perfect, because this week we are starting off in Minneapolis, because I have Minneapolis Man decides to buy ice cream truck that plays heavy metal music and has no ice cream. So, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. Or better. Or better, better is the, it has an interview with him, it's like a fucking villain. Okay, so, if you happen to be in northeast Minneapolis, standing in the right place at the right time, you might be lucky enough to catch a glimpse of a shiny black ice cream truck trundling towards you. You quickly surmise that this is no ordinary ice cream vehicle. Sure, it's playing that familiar twinkly little jingle all the other trucks play, but it's also blaring rock music out the windows. And all those tasty looking treats emblazoned on the side? Those appear to be heavy metal logos stuck on the popsicle sticks to confuse people. This, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> this is. Um, so, and as this devilish black truck approaches, you'll notice one other thing as you're dying. You're about to take out your money, yeah. reach into your pocket, you're like, here he comes. And you have your little son beside you, little Timmy. And um, he. Th- one thing you'll notice about the truck, though, is it doesn't stop. It just zips away, <laughs> leaving you standing on the sidewalk with your money in your hand. You might catch a glimpse of the driver. His name is Matt Peterson, and his truck's name is Hell General. The only tri- <laughs> the only things that the, the truck wait this is a line. The only things the truck dispenses are heavy heavy metal music and disappointment. Fuck <laughs> me! <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. 
<laughs> That's um, glorious. Now, Shithousery is on a serious high level in this story. I mean, this is a man that just wants to ruin people's days. Specifically, like, children's days. Just in a very small way. It's a, in, like, a way that you'll forget after an hour, but it's just funny. <laughs> like, to see it, and I imagine... It's still the colourful ice cream truck, but it's got... It's black. It's black. Oh, sorry, he's painted it all black. He's painted it all black, but he does have ice cream all over the sides. Right. That's... I'm trying to think... I'm furiously trying to think of metal bands and puns you can do with ice cream. Mm, Right. Um, ICDC? Oh, no. Oh, pretty good. Um, 99 Inch Nails? (laughs) <laughs> Not a metal band, but... <laughs> 99 Red Balloons, yes. Good song. <laughs> so, Peterson says the idea for this demonic contraption came to him after his own Batman villain-esque experience with an evil ice cream man. What? <laughs> he has an this... origin story? <laughs> he does have an origin story. This is Hero Zero. So, Sean, I'm going to set the scene. He's ten years old. Oh, Jesus. Peterson says that he flagged down a jangly truck eager to get a cool, creamy treat. and But he realised he didn't have any money in his Ninja Turtle swimming trunks that oh, he currently no. had on. Why was he wearing so those? Oh, he's like, oh, I've no... He promised he'd return with the money and sprinted back to the house to grab some before the ice cream man pulled away. So he looks at the ice cream man and says, I have it on me. I, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. I'll go get it for you. Yeah. By the time he'd reached his front porch, the ice cream man was pulling away. Oh no. And he he pounded on the porch window to try and get him to stop. Only no! to shatter the gla- only to shatter the glass into a million pieces and cut the shit out of his own wrist. That's the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. I uh- <laughs> Do you know, I had a story very similar to this happen. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Child, child Sean, for fuck's sake. Please, let the people know. This is like every, at least once a month, I have a child story from Sean. But please, go on. No, we were, I was uh, in my grandparents' house. And my brother and my older cousin had, they had money because they were older. And I had no money because mm. I was a child. And you were a slave. So I had to work for my freedom. That's true. <laughs> but uh, they got ice cream, so I ran inside to get some ice cream. Ice cream money. Oh, oh I see where this going. And yeah. so the yeah. I, my mum gave me some money. I remember it was a five euro note. Uh, oh, the Euro- geez, you're the affluent West. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I ran across a field to get to the ice cream truck, and I feel like I was really close. But apparently I was maybe a quarter to halfway across the field and the ice cream truck started leaving. And I, 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 I thought in my head, like, oh, I can catch up. <laughs> and so I used like the last bit of strength that I had and I just tripped and ate shit in the ground. <laughs> I got really dizzy because I hit my head. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's the best story I've ever heard. There's, it's only funny because it's you. <laughs> it's else. It could be sad. Because I can imagine you. But I have, like, your adult head on a child's, on a child's body. Butt. That's what I looked like, running, beard and all. <laughs> with, with the beard. Running across a fucking field. 
Oh my god. And I, my favourite line in that whole story was you thinking, I thought I was allotted away, but apparently <laughs> I was only half or a quarter away. Which means you've had this discussion with someone else and they were like, no, you didn't get fucking anywhere near. Well, <laughs> a large proportion of my relatives were watching me run. <laughs> <laughs> run! Run, Sean, run! <laughs> They're just taking bets. <laughs> Where do your family live? <laughs> in my head, it's just a field, and you're all out on the porch, like you know the house and get out. Yeah, they're all in the house, and they're just on like rocking chairs. Like he's never gonna make it. <laughs> just we live in the middle of a dog track, actually. Oh wow! We just Fucking run around, hell. and you didn't make it. Didn't make it. Fuck. Now my brother was sound. He bought me some jellies while he was buying his ice cream. So I'd did he? Had, yeah, at least I had jellies to eat. Oh, jeez. Your, your brother kind of comes out as the hero of that story, really. I certainly don't, anyway. No, you don't, no. You just come out as a bad with a concussion. The, the two um, heroes in that story are my brother and the ground. And the ice cream man. Don't, yeah. give, that any, don't give that any child any fucking ice cream. Fuck him. No, but I've, um, I've not now made it my mission to like do drag races away from children. <laughs> yeah, you, did, you could have turned evil. You're the opposite to this. Like, the two of you had the same origin story, but he just went the wrong track. He had, he had the one bad day experience. <laughs> yeah, we're all one bad day. So, they had an interview with Mr. Peterson, and they, he said, I realised one thing at that humble moment when I broke the glass, when I had a cut wrist, when, he, when I watched that ice cream man drive away from me. He says, he, he realised one thing, the ice cream man was one sick motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's... I mean, he can't just wait for a kid. No. Well, see, there's the thing, but if the kid specifically says, I'm going inside to get money, could you wait? But it's like... The, my issue is, is that it's an ice cream truck. So that it's like, it's time sensitive, surely. Like, you can't just stay put forever. You have to... You have to Go find new customers. Well, you, t- you 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 think they don't have freezers like the ice cream will melt? No, no, I know that. But... <laughs> He's like driving like quick, quick, quick. <laughs> and he takes them all out of the freezer. Why did I stack them on shelves? <laughs> in this summer heat, <laughs> in this metal car. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. Why did I paint the black? <laughs> it soaks up the heat. <laughs> it's so warm in here. Do you think he stores anything in his metal truck? Uh, just hopes and dreams of children. That's ah, kind of right. what he well, has. They're fairly small yeah. anyway. They, they are. Um, as happens in so many good villain backstories, Peter Peterson became the very thing that haunted and maimed him as a child. An evil ice cream man who did not provide any ice cream. <laughs> he got the... Tr- he, go on. No, like, that is, he's become everything yeah. he swore to destroy. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, Sean. And the ice cream man is one sick son of a bitch. He's one sick son of a bitch. Uh, He got the truck in 2009, and he spent a couple of years fixing it up, investing and reinvesting in breakdowns and stolen parts. To this day, he says that he cannot drive the truck when it's raining, because the windshield wipers are about as good as the ice cream he carries, which is, they're not existent. Oh, okay. Well... I of all the upgrades and repairs he's done, surely wipers would be the easiest. I'd start with wipers. They'd cost a lot less than say a new engine. 
That's true. And you can just, like, mm. they're designed to be changed out. Mm, true. Whenever he gets the itch, which is great, it does, it's not every day, Sean. No, it's when the mood he takes the itch, him. Whenever he wants to ruin somebody's day, he coasts around the neighbourhood, delighting passers-by and demolishing their ice cream hopes all in one fell swoop. <laughs> His favourite days are the last day of school and Christmas. <laughs> He's, it says, He's seen wonders. <laughs> in this article he's seen wonders um, grown men have tried to feist money into his hand while Day and Peterson drove at about 25 miles an hour speed they're driving alongside him trying to give him money for ice cream they're chasing him he's, down he smiled and he peeled off fathers have asked him to explain to their four year old kids why they can't have the popsicle they wanted smiling he refused he's seen 12 year olds watch him drive away watch their mouths form the words what the fuck <laughs> he's just he's gonna create a spate of like copycats in 10 years oh man this is the biggest piece of shithousery, but also, why do I find this so funny? <laughs> I think I'd do this. You would totally do this if you got the chance. <laughs> Driving up and they're like, oh, daddy, I'd love an ice cream. Yeah, boy, I'll get you one. This is our last day of summer. We'll have to celebrate. Oh, no. Oh, he's gone. Oh. Oh. Well, no. son, I know. And I know you're me being and your mother are getting down. a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was our last day. That was our last day we'd ever set up together. <laughs> All you wanted was ice cream. <laughs> or else like a, a couple break up and he comes home and he's like, I couldn't get him ice cream. You always do this, John. You never get that boy any ice cream. We're, I'm going to see other people. <laughs> it's not my fault, I swear. It's always the same ice cream van that he tries to get from. <laughs> Every time. And there's like another one right behind him that always stops. He just gets distracted. It's it's an easy thing to have happen. Um, yeah, it is. Do, like, surely people will catch on eventually. But I think by the time people catch on, you move to the different neighbourhood. Oh, you like, think you he's expanding? Over. I think you go block by block. <laughs> just one through another. Through the streets of Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, until everybody's days are ruined. I mean, if that's what it takes to, like... It's there's no monetary value to this. There's nothing other than just ruining people's days. <clears throat> I love it. I think he's doing <laughs> he's doing what needs to be done. <laughs> also, Hell so, General yeah. is the best name for a car or truck or anything. <laughs> Hell General sounds like a transformer. It really does. That's amazing. It's Optimus Prime, Decepticons, Hell General, Hell General. They're all. All the rest, fair play to you. Um, it's made him somewhat of a slight celebrity in the Northeast, and some people think that this gambit is the funniest thing they've ever heard of. Others still think he should just pour the up and bring a cooler full of frozen goodies sometime. He says he has no intention of ever, ever bringing ice cream with him. <laughs> How much does he hate ice cream? I, does he still hate ice cream or does he hate ice cream trucks? Well, he says, though he has considered doling out popsicle sticks wrapped in a small package of air. Oh, no, I think that's more evil. Once, Here you go. Like, if he does that, he cannot charge for them. No, see, now that's, that is theft. The fact that he's costing nobody any money, he's just, 
He's cost himself money. He's in actually the raid for buying a truck, doing up the truck, and then going about his business to paint it all on the side and everything. But just for the sole reason to just make somebody's day worse. Yeah, like he's it's it's at great personal cost to himself that he's become mm. this mild mannered supervillain. Now here's the thing though, this is the what's the most annoying thing someone could do if you're annoyed with them? If you're annoyed with them. No, oh, if, if you, oh, if you like kill him with kindness, then. Yes. Well, even when people get mad, Peterson says he tries to remain friendly. He returns any middle fingers with a peace sign and a big smile. He tells screamers to have a good day. There's no need to get upset about over losing, losing ice cream you never had in the first place. And this, he says, is all in good fun. That's his, like, <laughs> that's his mission goal. It's just like, you never deserved the ice cream. <laughs> You had there no was never right any to ice cream. Never you, couldn't, you can't get upset over something you never had. Yeah, it didn't. It never existed. No, it was you. You created the scenario where you were going to get ice cream, and then your mind was like, "Oh, I've already eaten the ice cream. The ice cream never existed, man. I'm just a guy driving around in a truck." Have a nice day. That's like that's <laughs> nice. how you fuck with someone. Is you're just really nice to them for no reason. <laughs> fuck you. Have a nice day, sir. Thank you. Enjoy. You're good. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs> I read that story and I'm thinking he could be the villain of this podcast like I mean we have Detective Divament as the detective to solve all murders is this the villain is he our joker this man in the ice cream truck oh he could be our joker I would like mm. it if he was our joker but mm. can we call just him because... the hell general yeah he's the hell general yes and he have... just brings hell he just brings hell but like in really who's, small who's ways. Who's more of a shit house? Who's more of a shit house? Benny Hill or Hell General? Ooh, I think they're different. If they combine together, of shit if they combine with. together in a tag team, you could just call them Benny Hell General. Benny Hell General. Mm. Oh, that's like their um, wrestling their, tag team name. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> just trying to think of. <laughs> the Benny <laughs> Hell, ben, I Benny Hell General. <laughs> <laughs> the Benny Hell Generals, the world tag team champions. Just a guy driving in an ice cream truck, and their team song is the Benny Hill song. But like a metal version of it. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, we have something going here. Vitwick <laughs> <laughs> Mahan, call us. We're pretty smart. We'll arrange your gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, the shit house level, it always just pleases me. When, when I just have somebody who just calls a shit house for no reason other than just to, just to cause it. It's good. It's good when it's uh, when there's no like there's logic behind it. nobody been harmed. It. Yeah, no one's getting hurt. It's just a bit of harmless messing. So we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is off the beat. Off the beat. Man with cocaine in hat says drugs are not his. See. What happened here, Sean? Not a strong argument. Mm. We've all we've heard this before. It always turns out that the drugs were theirs. <laughs> Indian River County, this is it. A man is accused of having cocaine in his hat. Told the investigators he didn't know the drugs were there. At arrest affidavit states. What type of hat? Uh, I, I think it was a baseball cap. 
Mm, not a lot of space. No, not a lot of space. You would probably feel it. Yeah, top mm. hat you could mm. forgive. No, you could. It'd still have to rest on your head, though. No, it's taped inside. All right. A 29-year-old Vero Beachman was arrested at 11.10pm on a charge of possession of a controlled su- substance after the headgear hullabaloo. Oh, right? Just someone writes for the tabloids. An Indian River County Sheriff's deputy reported stopping a bicycle without lights in the area <laughs> on 17 lanes. <laughs> I hate... You would have been scot-free if you just done the most basic of shit. Put lights on your bike. At night time. It's a bicycle, not a bike as well. Yeah, it's a two-wheeled bicycle. Get a dynamo. <laughs> Get, get a penny farthing He cannot reach you oh, God with that penny farthing And a top hat He's a very eccentric drug user Very um, Although a few bits of cocaine You'd be very eccentric That's now That's true be. Of all the energy in yeah. the world So um, he, The 29 year old bicyclist Allowed deputies to search him Okay so, I've nothing to hide Don't you worry Don't touch my hat uh, In the brim of his hat Investigators reported finding A white powdery substance In cellophane Cigarette packaging that's his flower. Oh, the flower hat. He's a baker. Yeah, in, He's wearing a chef's hat. Oh, right. A chef's hat. Yes. And he has the flower in his old hat. Yes. Why? Uh, on the go, baking. On the go, baking. He's a, he's a street artist. <laughs> street baker. Baker. He'll bake you a scone. <laughs> and then you can go do your shopping. <laughs> It's like you know the lads who do the graffiti? Yeah. It's like that, but oh, he'll bake you a cake. Right. Aha. Now, here's the thing. Mm. You know, this has one of my favourite things in an article. A word count shot. Now, what normally oh. happens when they need a word count? Yeah. What? Is, what, what they usually do is they just drag the shite and define some mm. things that really are common knowledge and everyone should be on board with. So, anyway. when you say that, we've had a man, he has drugs in his hat. But... I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, no, okay, well, just just so you know, yeah, this is an actual, uh, this is an actual paragraph in this article. This was published. <clears throat> a hat is a garment that covers the head, often with a brim and crown, and in many cases is worn outside. That's the types of hats it. are numerous, Sean. Are they now? And they include, List them for me. And they include <laughs> the 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 they include the top hat, the Stetson, the baseball cap. The bowler, the fedora, the deerstalker, the trilby. I keep thinking the, it's going to stop. The Panama hat, the beanie, the pork oh, pie, Jesus. the stove pie, yeah. the boonie hat, what and the, the bucket hat. And that's our, that is all of the hat. All of the hat. Now, also important, a hat is not to be confused oh with a helmet shot, which also covers the head, but is designed to protect the head from injury. Of course. Whereas a hat serves as more of a fashion accessory. Oh, just set your outfit off. Ahem. <clears throat> Famous hats in oh, fiction. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you serious? Include the fedora worn by actor Harrison Ford. In In the Indiana Jones series of movies. A movie is... The Deerstalker of fictional detective Sherlock Sherlock Holmes. And Gene Hackman's pork pie hat worn by his character Jimmy Popeye Popeye Dyle in... Hmm? The French Connection. The French Connection, The French Connection. Yes, of course. That's surely the end of the hat facts. Meanwhile, the provider of the bicycle hat, the style of which was not... (laughs) 
<laughs> so I just read those last three paragraphs. Mm-hmm. All about hats. How would you think you'd go back seamlessly into this story? The, say the type of hat. Type of hat. Is being worn. Meanwhile, the powder in the bicycle's hat, the style of which was not identified. <laughs> Like, 90% of the information in this article is hat facts. That's the best. And then they just go, ah, we don't know. Who wrote Who wrote it? This is awful. We're seeing this more and more. This is the new trend. Three full paragraphs about hats, and then they have the gods to say the hat wasn't identified. They essentially said, but it was just a hat. <laughs> we covered every single fucking type of hat, but we can't be arsed checking what hat this guy had. Surely that's a phone call. Oh, man. The, oh. Hat, the style of which was not identified. What website is this from? Yeah, I can't tell you that. It tasted positive can't for cocaine. Won't. Co- <laughs> oh. It tasted positive for a cocaine, oh, Sean. Okay, so maybe he's not a baker. So after there's all. no flour. Well, there might have been flour, but it was definitely cocaine. Yeah, cocaine is caught with flour, I'd say. Mm, yeah, no. Raise the street price. Um, he said it wasn't his. And he also said it definitely wasn't cocaine. So I don't know. That's not mine. Step and one. It was. That's that's not me. Step two. I know for a fact it's not cocaine. Now I don't know how I know because it's not mine. But I know. But I know. And frankly, a bit pissed off I'm, about. I'm kind of angry now that you've accused me of this. Yeah. Because just to reiterate, that's not mine. And it's not cocaine. It's not cocaine. And the officer's like, "How do you know it's the well, like." I know what cocaine looks like. Yeah, I sniff you? it How all. Do you know what it looks I like? sniff it all the time. I have it in my other hat. That's but this hat. What type of hat is it? Uh, my other hat. Yes. My other hat is a Trilby hat. What type of hat are you wearing right now? I actually couldn't tell you. I can't see my head. But surely you I, put the hat on. Do you have a mirror? I, I cannot I, look. I have a phone. You, no, I, I can only look at mirrors. Otherwise, you steal my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Deputies evidently didn't tip their hat to the bicyclist, which that pun makes no sense. No, and it also doesn't make up for the atrocious journalism. That you can tell when the a- you can tell when the article makes a pun, and when we do, yeah, because ours makes sense. Ours are actually like relevant. Yeah, whereas you saying deputies evidently didn't tip their hat to the bicyclist, why would they tip their hat to any bicyclist? Exactly. Mm. Like, mm. That's not a precedent that's been set. No, because if they're why would they tip their hat to a criminal? Instead, they arrested him and took him to jail, Sean. Ah, of course, of course. But very quickly, I, I know what you're thinking. Could you, Connor, just really quickly go back to that list of hats? And you're dead right. I will. Okay. So the, the types of hats are numerous. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, they include the top hat, the Stetson, the baseball cap, the bowler, the fedora, the deerstalker, the trilby, the Panama hat, the beanie, the pork pie, the stovepipe, the booty hat, and the bucket hat. <sighs> but what style of hat does he have? It has. It has to be. Baseball. It has to be. It has to be very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, they said it was in the brim. Yes, that's where the cocaine was. Yeah. So I think no, there was frag. There's tr- bits of cocaine in the brim, but all of the cocaine was like under under the hat. In un- bag. Under the hat. I think it's got a oh, it could be like a a flat cap. Was flat cap mentioned? Uh, <laughs> Going to take me 14, 14 minutes to read back to this list. Top hat, steps, and baseball cap, bowler, fedora, t-shirt, trilby, Panama hat, beanie, pork pie, stove pipe. What the? F- 
as a, a flat cap as in like um, a, a Killian Murphy blinders. a Peaky yeah. Blinders Killian Murphy hat that probably has a different name it probably does what's a pork pie hat I have no idea what that <laughs> is oh that's awful <laughs> what's a pork pie hat it's like the one that they wear driving gondolas oh oh no that wouldn't look good on me are you Good brim though. Good, a very good brim for good cocaine. Cocaine brim. Uh, can, do you want me to give you another one? Yeah. This This podcast has just turned into hat talk. Yeah, do some hat um, chat. Th- maybe a hat trick. Oh, very good. Uh, yes. Um, we peaked. Stove pipe. Stove pipe hat. Stove pipe. I think I know what that looks like. Stove pipe hat. Oh, oh geez, Wikipedia also suggests a top hat. Now. Oh. I wouldn't... Now, a stovepipe is slightly different from a, a stovepipe. Oh, how, how so? You can tell by the tapered edges on of the stovepipe. Of course, Top hat would be perfectly vertical. It's, it's a hat trick on the eyes. I, indeed it is. Did it again. <laughs> what about a booty hat? A booty hat. A booty hat. That's, I think that's like a, a safari kind of hat. Okay. The uh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely right, Sean. Well done, you. Look at that. That's a booty hat there. And, um, what a, what's a deer stalker? And we know what a deer stalker is. It's a Sherlock Holmes hat. Oh. My cookies are going to be fucked. <laughs> Google's just going to send me a load of hats. <laughs> I thought you meant the cookies you have in the oven. Oh no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh shit. The cookies. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... What do you think of this man? I think he's the greatest criminal we've ever covered. I take my hat off to him Very good Thank, It wasn't great now. It um, wasn't as good as that Michelin one earlier What about the one that I said hat trick twice That was that It was pretty good If, you if said I said it, it again time, <laughs> <laughs> Yes So we're moving on to our next weird news Sean Now we've covered a lot of weird monoliths Appearing and disappearing over the last few weeks Yeah Now weekly we've had a new monolith Weekly Now this week we actually did have news of another monolith appearing in California and then disappearing again. But um, it disappeared after it was kind of destroyed. Uh, because a load of lads came down and said, these aliens aren't having our stuff. Now I thought, that's a bit weird. But sometimes I'm now starting to think, I'm getting suspicious. Is there copycats around there? When, but then, I found this new story that kind of got under the radar. Because the monolith is taking a lot of the of the action of stolen, stolen land pieces. And yeah. so... I now have phallic landmark statue in Germany mysteriously disappears. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. So, now when you say phallic, <laughs> Yeah. Go into more detail it, like for me. It's happy to see you, like. Uh, oh, it's got a smiley face on it. That's what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. It's got a big smiley face on a cock. Uh, so oh, the mysterious right. t- and who erected such a thing? <laughs> So, if it'd be a hard job to put that up. Uh, the mysterious disappearance of a phallic-shaped sculpture from a German mountainside where it first appeared without explanation several years ago has oh. caught the attention of local police. Local media reported that police in the Bavarian town of Kempton, about 79 miles southwest of Munich, are investigating the disappearance. Although it wasn't clear whether a crime had even been committed... Uh, is it a crime to leave a big cock and ball somewhere? <laughs> it's Asking not a big for a cock friend. and balls. I want to make that clear. Okay, but in my head, I just want you to know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's, it's a big full fucking bath. It's full on. <laughs> like, um, so, we don't know whether it is a criminal offence or not, said the police. Um, the almost seven foot tall, two metre sculpture appeared to have been chopped down over the weekend, the paper reported. All that remained on the 5,000, nearly 6,000 foot high, or nearly 2,000 metre high, mountain, was a pile of sawdust and splinters. Oh, what could that mm. mean? Right, so, okay. It's seven foot tall, and all that was left was sawdust and splinters. Now, you're you're a man who works with wood, Sean, so oh, no. I'm coming to you with this. Right, okay. Mm. Now, is it possible that we... The only thing that's... Do you want to know the only fucking thing that's coming to my mind right now? What if it's an ad for chipboard? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) What if it's an ad for Alvin and the Chipmunks? Oh, the squeak will reboot it. (laughs) The squeak will... (laughs) The dick will reboot it. You said it wasn't a dick. (laughs) (laughs) You lied. So, the peculiar sculpture has become a hotspot destination for hikers in recent years, and even appeared on Google Maps, where it was classified as a cultural cultural monument. Right, okay. Um, Go on. So is this, does it look the same, like the exact same as the other monoliths? No, it's nothing to do with them. Right, but it's... A mysterious monolith, nonetheless. That's why it's gone under the radar. Because all those ones, they're shiny. They're like, they're sleek. They're alien-like. This is a big cock of balls. As <laughs> I think. And I think that's funnier. It, it, it absolutely is. Now, is it possible that... Look. Okay, this, 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 this next question is based on information that I'm about to ask you, Connor. Okay. Do you believe? Do you believe in giants? Do I believe? Okay, now I know where you're going with this. Do you? And not? I do, do you? not think that is a giant's cock. <laughs> I I rescind my earlier question. <laughs> you think they chopped off a giant's cock, turned it feckin' vertical, and then stuck it on top of a mountain? No, I think the mountain is the giant. Oh, <laughs> and it was right! The mountain grew around time. the cock. <laughs> Yes, it did. Yes, right. it did, Connor. It's a prehistoric cock. Ah, yes. Yeah, we, we've all heard of them. Now, disappeared out of nowhere, and media outlets attributed its sudden appearance on the mountain to a local legend that says it was made as a prank. <laughs> Go up. I was going to say they attributed it to a sexier mountain walking past. <laughs> to a local... <laughs> <laughs> to a local legend that says it was made as a prank birthday present for a young man whose family didn't appreciate the gift. Seven feet tall for a prank. Seems a bit high. That um, is a lot of effort to go through yeah, just to mess with your friend. Either you really don't like him as a friend or you're in love with him. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very mixed signal kind of gift, isn't it? <laughs> the, the 440 pound or 200 kilogram sculpture was then hauled up the mountain and left there. 200 kg, that is very heavy, first of all. So it's 
200 kg, 7 feet tall, and it was brought up nearly 5,700 feet. Jesus, that's... that You're talking like hauling it with a tractor at that point. Yeah. I mean... Cause that, that's but what's the what like surely if it was made for someone like they would have it, like if that was made for me there'd be absolutely a picture of me standing in front of that claiming ownership of it <laughs> it'd be your facebook profile picture that'd be my linkedin profile picture <laughs> hire me <laughs> <laughs> I got balls. <laughs> I got balls. <laughs> Fucking hell, guys, come on. Now, just for the sake of um, an Instagram post, yeah, is it snowy in the region? Oh, uh, well, it's on a mountain that's nearly 6,000 feet in the air, so I'm assuming yes. Okay, okay, I can work with that. <laughs> mm, yes, so... <laughs> It goes so it gets bought. This is the this is the local legend, by the way. It gets bought as a prank birthday present for a young man. Then somehow they get the seven feet tall, two hundred kg or four hundred forty pound thing up the mountain, place it there a few years ago, and then this week it disappears just strangely. Yeah. Now did it? It it it's it's it didn't just fall down. And they haven't found it yet. Like, it's properly gone with just <laughs> sawdust left. It filled out, and with that velocity, I can only assume it pregnated the next mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it landed in a cave. Assume... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, its disappearance comes just days after a mysterious monolith in Utah made headlines before suddenly vanishing itself. So, now, the... The, this has all come down because is it robbery if somebody went up the mountain like that is a long way to go up you'd have to bring like stuff like instruments you'd have to bring an axe yeah, a guitar you'd have to bring yeah. a guitar for a bit of a jab afterwards you'd have to bring several things up the mountain yeah. chop it down and then somehow get that stuff back down the mountain leaving no trace of you ever being there Perhaps you could slide down the mountain if you had enough lubricants. Slide down the mountain? (laughs) What would you use as the lubricant? Oh, whatever's on hand. (laughs) Snow. The snow is there. It's water. Do you know the final scene in Jim Carrey's The Grinch? Yeah, it would be tough to be that big in the cold, though. But go on, what were you going to say? (laughs) I was going to say, it's like when the, the sleigh is full of presents and he's sliding down the hill. Oh, it's that, yes. but me on a big cock and ball. <laughs> now, that's your LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> My God. I'd hire you in a second. It's like the log flume at Disneyland. <laughs> um, so what do you think this is? Do you think somebody has gone out of their way to chop this down and bring it home? Why now, though? Like, is it because of the monoliths being in the news? They're afraid that this one's going to get destroyed. That's it. Yeah, like, replaced by the new futuristic cock and balls of the silver Mm. monoliths. (laughs) We can't let it just sit up there. It's going to get replaced, Papa. We need to go now. Oh, it's a father and son excursion now? (laughs) Of course, of course. 
I don't know what the benefit would be. Like, how do you hide something like that as well? Like, you, you oh, just leave it in the driveway with a cloth over it. <laughs> What's that crane? Just uh, we got we got a crane for Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we're gonna wrap it up real nice. Uh, uh, wrap it right up. <laughs> do you have any boxers? Do I have to be fucking massive though? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I don't know. Like, what use is there for that as well? Fire, like firewood, I guess. But I mean, it seems like a shame to use it for firewood. It's a massive bonfire. <laughs> just cry, lads, crying. Oh god. It's just like okay. There's two things you could have it as. It's like the centerpiece of some kind of Burning Man style festival, mm-hmm. um, or you do the most elaborate ad for STIs you've ever goddamn seen. <laughs> This'll happen to you! <laughs> it's like, well, it's made of wood. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, splinters! <laughs> so, Sean, I think we're going to have to move on from this, but there are landmarks being stolen all over the country, right? And it's just, it's a tough time for us all. Um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news and this is something that's a follow-up from one of our favourite stories of last week's weird news. Now Sean we covered we've covered a lot of these stories over the last few weeks that is mysterious monoliths mysterious sculptures appearing and disappearing around Europe and America is that or is that not correct? That's true so we've had a couple of big metal ones we've had one that was a big cock and balls. Yeah. And now I can only assume the next one, Connor, is just yeah. a big Toblerone. Well, no, because we're back for round two of the big cock and balls. Fuck yeah. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to, <laughs> didn't mean to respond like that. <laughs> um, phallic structure mysteriously pops up in Bavarian mountains. Wait, is it the same one? We think. Interesting. So the story last week was that there was going to be a, there was a large phallic structure that we decided was basically just a cock and balls because it couldn't have been anything else, and it was on top of a mountain that had been bought as a prank for um, a teenager in the town, and then somebody had wheeled it up the mountain and put it at the top there, and it was over seven feet tall. Or sorry, nearly seven feet tall. And it had gone up 5,000 feet, or nearly 6,000 feet, into the mountain. So, that's very high for such a heavy and tall structure. But then, mysteriously, it disappeared. And there was nothing but... There was nothing just but little bits of uh, wood left over. So nobody knew what was going on with the big piece of wood, if you catch my drift. So, Drift wood. (laughs) Drift wood. So, Sean, this week I have... It appeared again. Oh yeah, it's back. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'll be honest, Connor. I, while you were talking there, I looked up a photo of the newest edition of Cock and Ball in the Bavarian Mountain. Yeah. And it's the same spot, but it's a bigger Cock and Balls this time. <laughs> So just days after a large phallic structure um, mysteriously disappeared from a Bavarian mountain site, a similar wooden carving has appeared in its place. <laughs> <That's> amazing. 
Isn't that the dumbest prank of all time? That's a shit sentence as well. That's the first time that sentence has ever been said. <laughs> Days after a phallic structure mysteriously disappeared from the mountains, a similar phallic structure has appeared in its exact same place. And if I, if I may, Connor, can I describe the sculpture to our listeners? Oh, please. Please, right. I mean, this this could get X-rated, so I want everyone to be aware. This is very N- NSFW. Um, yeah. Do not plug the aux into your Walkman at this point. Everyone take your Walkmans out and put them in the church. <laughs> to be cleansed. To <laughs> be cleansed after this. So, as compared to the previous uh, cock and balls, which was carved from one giant piece of wood, and yeah. had quite a bit of girth to it, I would say, <laughs> the... <laughs> The new cock and balls. So dumb. It's a lot more slender, but I will say yeah. has an extra few, uh, look, feet, but in terms of <laughs> scale, you could say inches. Now. You wouldn't, though. You could, but you'd normally say feet. <laughs> you, you normally would, but in this particular case, I would say you could so say. So it's really inches. just a matter of, like, your, I don't know, your preference. When it, it comes is. to it. Look, what, whatever whatever uh, system you like to measure things by. Metric system. It's got a few millimetres, if you know what I mean. Uh. <laughs> um, the saga began, as we mentioned, several years ago, when an almost seven-foot-tall sculpture appeared on the 5,000-foot-high uh, Grunten Mountain in South Germany or southern Germany, it quickly became a selfie magnet for hikers and even featured on Google Maps where it was described as a cultural monument. Would they I have think, blurred it out, do you think? I think you could only you could only put, put a big blurred image on that and say, that's definitely not suitable. Can't look at this, you perverts. No. Um, the sculpture toppled over several weeks ago only to be shown erected again. <laughs> what they did is they got a small piece of wood and then just rubbed it for a bit. <laughs> and they started a small fire. And then they walked another few yards and they went, let's fucking make this statue. Let's fucking do this, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a bit of hate. Right, let's go. <laughs> bit of hate. <laughs> um, last weekend, it vanished entirely. The whole sculpture vanished with only a pile of sawdust left behind. But now, even as a large poli- as a local police probe the disappearance, the tale took a further twist last week with the discovery that a new, slightly larger carving of male genitalia had appeared at the exact same site, propped up with wooden beams. Oh, they're not letting that fall over again. <laughs> it's locked in you're never moving it <laughs> try and take this one from us mother nature <laughs> just shaking a fist at a cloud try and take this cock and balls it's one of our own now, do you have the photo there in front of you Connor? Uh, I don't but do you, do you want me to get it up now what I'm struggling to to, 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 to clear in my head is whether the 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 stones, if you will, are actually... Mm. I think they're actual stones in on this right. new sculpture. Like, they're boulders. Which begs a further question of how the fuck did they get the boulders there? Oh, that's a good point. 
That is definitely a good point. Oh, I, I do have the picture up now, yes. Now, do you see what I mean about the inches thing, first of all? I Oh, I, oh absolutely. I, I It couldn't be clearer. It could not be clearer exactly what you were saying there. And I agree with every word. The first one is a sleek cock of balls. A simple setup, simple, simple design. Simple classic one, look. It, it's a classic look. Second one, wooden beams are added in to keep it up. I don't know if I enjoy that. I think it ruins the design. What do you think? I think it would be a bit more, if you will, magnificent uh, <laughs> without the beams holding it up. Now, I, look, I appreciate the reason that the beams are there. They're, this is a very top-heavy like, structure. The, the, those beams are like Viagra. They're keeping that baby up. Is this symbolism? Is this what we're working with here? Are they blue? Are those beams blue? I think they, I think they might be blue. Yeah. I mean, this is this story is mental when you really just break it down. I mean, we're having lots of fun talking. Oh, we're having dumb a great stuff. time, folks. Like this is this is our favorite story. Like it's so stupid, right? But why it works is just the sole fact that somebody got rid of the first one and then took the time out of their life to spend the last week thinking to themselves, no. We need a big cock and balls at the top of that mountain, and I won't hear anything else. So they've spent their time designing one, secretly somehow getting it up the 6,000 feet into the mountains, and then plopping it down and getting away without being seen by anybody. What This could, this could all go in, in some great directions, Connor. Like, mm. what if, say, we get, like, I don't know, some kind of big event and, and everyone's stranded out in the wilderness and they're all just fumbling through the trees through the snow it's freezing cold and then yeah. one night a small group of survivors sees a figure in the distance <laughs> a marker if you will and they move towards it and yeah. they find everything they need for survival big, big and stones then nine, mon- nine months later men and women are all pregnant and and a new society has built around and a new society. Mm, yeah, interesting. And also, this is this is not as poetic, but if you look at it in the right way, it kind of looks like one of the bananas in pajamas. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Walking down the stairs. <laughs> the the very same, Connor. Yes. Oh man. I just do you think when they designed the second one, the guy whoever fit designed it the second time, they're they're working against the clock as well, so they're really quickly trying to get that cock done. And so they finally finish this, take a step back and they go Dad, that looks like the fucking bananas in pajamas. Oh we've done For it again. For fuck's sake. Oh, every time. Put it back in the pile. We'll do it again. <laughs> what they've done here as well though is that they've created a work of art that can't be classically graffitied. Because what what's the first thing? Any 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 male would do to to any beautiful thing that someone creates. <laughs> the first thing you do is, I mean, you look at it, admire yeah. it, and then think, wouldn't it be a laugh if I drew a cock on it? Absolutely. Now, and what you've mm. done there, you've played right into this person's hands. <laughs> you're half, you're halfway through it, and then you're like, oh shit, they've played me. <laughs> I'm the cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this story is fucking so weird and just I cannot wait to see what happens next. Somebody's gonna steal this one 
and then they're going to have to re-get get another one erected up. Like, and then, do, do you go bigger every time? At some stage, you have to ask yourself, is that healthy? At some stage, you have to look at yourself and say, is it even feasible? Is That's this true. reasonable? And the thing is, if that statue stays up more than four hours, they need to call a doctor. I, I would definitely call a doctor. I mean, I know those poles are Viagra, but even then, even. I would call a doctor just to check up. <laughs> Look, and this is just a, a shout out to all the male listeners out there. If there are four wooden poles holding up <laughs> your bits, please go to a doctor. <laughs> We cannot stress this enough. <laughs> we don't often there's, get serious. <laughs> there's, you go up there next week and there'll be a doctor holding the balls and you're like, cough? There's a cough <laughs> <for me> there. <laughs> he comes up here once a week. I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's practising. He's practising. He's just practising. He's just having a bit of a practice. Uh, yeah, this story is real dumb. Um, and you know what else is real dumb, Sean? Don't do it. Uh, leading do on this. from cock stories is Heroes for Hire merch. Yep, yep he did it. <laughs> always lead off the worst story possible. Well, you know what else has been erected in the past few months, Sean? Oh? And that is something that's got me excited. Oh? And that is the Heroes for Hire merch store. How excited? Yeah, I mean, reasonably, like to a normal level. Do we sell Heroes for Hire boxer shorts by any chance? Um, we don't, unfortunately. They, okay. they did not allow us to do that. We I'll do sell pyjamas. We do sell pyjamas. Um, <laughs> you could buy a hoodie, cut it out into an underwear, wear it like that, sell it, tape it in together. So, somehow fashion one out of a face mask, perhaps. Oh, <laughs> you're back to Borat. <laughs> it always comes back to Borat. It always comes back to him. He's so he's just on the on the tipping point of culture at the minute. That's that, that, that is where we peaked as a society. You don't hear too many my wives anymore. <laughs> no, me and my brother give each other one Borat quote per year. Uh, yeah. And after that, if if it's two, somebody's getting beaten up. <laughs> it's that no, but we have to tell each other is the thing, and it's like oh, I just use my second one. Oh, I'm a failure. <laughs> You're out with a family. <laughs> and I think I, I ruined mine this year on a very nice. Oh, you don't want to use a very nice. I, I think my wife would be the go-to. That's a classic one. It's the finding the mm. situation is the thing. So we're starting off this week with the London... Mar- no, we're going to London. Okay. And you know they have like the London Marathon. They do. Well, there's a certain other thing that happens around this time of year that me and you have never heard about until this week. Uh, bold of you to assume I haven't heard of it. But it's the tenth year that this has occurred because I have London Pantomime Horse Race sees Panto horses race through Greenwich. I I rescind what I said. I haven't heard of that. <laughs> and it's amazing. That sounds fucking incredible. Yeah. Now, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking of two people in a horse costume. Yes. Race. <laughs> Would you prefer to be the leg, the back legs, or the front legs? Ooh. I, I, back legs has all the control. I feel back legs has control. Do you think? I think so. It, it, I think back legs set the pace. Yeah. And front legs steer. <laughs> right. As it were. As it were. So, not only do they have the London Pantomime Race every year for the last 10 years, but they have teams for the race every year. Sorry, sorry. 
T E A or T H E? T H E M E. Okay. Teams. Teams. <laughs> oh, sorry. They have Come teams. T H E M E. Four teams for the race. And this year's theme <laughs> is Star Wars characters. Oh, my God. So technically, you have people dressed as horses, dressed as Star Wars characters racing around London. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. I suppose after 10 years you do have to try something new. Just mix it up because there's not enough excitement. <laughs> so, do you think they're sitting at a board and like, this isn't exciting enough? Oh, they're all in horse costumes. The kids have gone off. <laughs> They've gone off pantomime What's horse. big this year? <laughs> Fortnite? Can we do Fortnite? Where's horse? Ninja? Do you think we'd get him in a horse costume? Ninja would totally get him. Oh, he would if you pay him enough. London's not short of people making an ass of themselves at Christmas. Very good. But things ramp up a notch uh, on Sunday last week when the London Pantomime Horse Race trots into town, huh? Trots. Very good. Is there a big opening ceremony? Uh, I could only assume so. So now in its 10th year, the race sees 30 teams of people. Teams. teams, 30 teams. 30 teams. (laughs) (laughs) Tad teams. (laughs) Of people dressed as panto horses race around... Gr- is it Greenwich or Greenwich? Greenwich. Greenwich. This year, there's a Star Wars team. So that ma- so make that teams of people dressed as pantomime horses, dressed as Star Wars characters. And then they have a little pun in this article, which oh. I like. Jedi lose you yet? Wow. <laughs> Stretch. Stretch. Now, to be fair, there's a very small Venn diagram of horse jokes yeah. and Jedi jokes. I think they're trying to force it. Oh, very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we're moving on. Before that's going to be the peak of this episode. That's all you can do. Before the race kicks off, race window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to get terrible. <laughs> before the race kicks off, there's a free open air pre-race ceremony. Excellent. Everyone's welcome into the grounds of Devonport House for an absolutely bonkers show. Strictly nay dancing. Is a, star, is a Star Wars themed panto horse dance-off contest. They're adding more things yes, to you, all the time. Accompanied by a singer calling herself Princess Leia, which I feel like... I mean, that's not her Surely name. it's Princess Neia. Surely! Jesus. Sure, I want a roll! He's got two. He's got two. That constitutes a roll. <laughs> You said that's so unexcited. <laughs> that constitutes a role, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Oh, Princess Ney. Yeah, good stuff. Ney is pretty good. The London Humanist Choir performs an alternative medley of classic hits and a specifically written Star Wars parody song. <laughs> Weird Al. Hello. <laughs> um, plus, Star Wars costuming group, the 550th UK Garrison. No idea what that is. Oh, they um, they were in my hometown the other day. Were they? Yeah, well, I don't think they were the 505th, but there's various legions of... I'm actually fascinated. Do you know what this is? Go yeah. on. There's various legions of just like Star Wars groups. They have really good costumes and they just go around and do events. Really? Yes, yeah, so there's like a Christmas event on in the place I work. Oh. And so they were all marching through the centre. And they're, they're the Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers and Darth Vader and... Darth Vader, of course. Savage Opress, you know. Yeah, of, uh, of the classics. The classics. <laughs> Asajj Ventress, she was there. Oh, uh, look, you've kind of lost me after that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Star Wars characters, it's real cool. So they're bringing, yeah, a, along a battalion of Stormtroopers, a team of Jedi and droids, and possibly a couple of Imperial Scout Troopers on speeder bikes. We had a Boba Fett. 
Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's terrible. I know. You really looked really out. ruined Christmas for everyone. There was children crying. They punched him in the face. <laughs> A bunch of children just attacked the Boba Fett. How dare you? Just kicking him on the ground. Uh, like we said, bonkers. Bonkers. Uh, and that's before the race itself begins. We haven't even gotten to the race yet. If someone trips over, do they get shot? Um, <laughs> like you twist, well, like you twist, shot. <laughs> No, no. No, literally. <laughs> You're running along with your partner and yeah. you accidentally like, twist your ankle. Oh, the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> your partner has a gun. <laughs> Everyone has a gun and they swear an oath to each other. If you go down, I'm going on without you. Back half of a horse. Just running. He can't see. <laughs> He's still got the front You think he'd put on the front? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, so, um, so, be part of the crowd escorting the horses to King William Walk at 1pm to see them set off. So, they escort the horses. Right. Um, the 30 teams race along King William Walk, Nevada Street and Birdie Street to the finish line at Royal Hill. But it's not that simple. Of right? course not. Because it, it's not as simple as dressing up with your partner in a horse costume and then running them. No, this is pod racing. <laughs> Now it is. It's pod racing. There are six pubs they have to make a pit stop at along the route. To, what? Yes. Fuck's sake. To collect points along the way, right? Uh, obstacles including steeple chases and space hoppers are placed in their way for maximum hilarity. It would, oh, um, it would be hard to navigate as, dressed as a horse. A good, it would be. Uh, hilarity as the horses head for the finish line and the after race show but Sean yes this is occurring what are our thoughts on this first of all how did we not talk about this last year I have genuinely no idea how this is bad pie pastas this slipped under our radar I'm disappointed in myself that this is the 10th year I only I think I only came across it because the algorithm on my, on my Google would be like Star Wars right. and he likes weird news and they just threw them in together this dude yeah, this, this is our target audience okay, like I'm so 10 years ago was 2009 mm. so just after like the global economy crashed yeah you needed something to pick yourself <laughs> up to just liven things up a two bit. friends wanted to secretly kill each other yeah but they were looking for a reason and they wanted to see if one could go over their ankle and they, yeah and then you could eventually kill the other person freely and they just happened to work in a pantomime horse factory the police just let that go <laughs> they're in on it <laughs> just like no it's what we do <laughs> It's what God wanted. Yeah. Oh man, I think anyone who enters that, mm. you've just that has to be like the highlight of your year. Yeah, because it's never you're never going to have a day like that again for another year. But how do you practice? I like you'd have to get to get and like just run. Would you see? Because you'd have to practice in the horse costume. Yeah, running individually is doing nothing for you. But if you're run, say you're the back, right? Yeah. First of all, the back has a lot more work to be done. Literally on their spine, because yeah, they're running at a like a ninety degree angle to the ground, and you can't really run at a ninety degree angle for a long period. Naruto could. If you're Naruto running, you technically could. Oh, uh, Panto horse going to Area 51. You'd never catch him. Never catch never him. Never catch him. Speed of a horse and strength of a man. 
Strength of two men. Two men, which I think might be less strength than a horse. Probably is in a sort of scientific way, yes. But um, if only there was some kind of gauge to measure the power of horses. <laughs> oh, I'm lost, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Miles per hour. Might as well be. Yeah, um, yeah the guy at the front, you could just be fit. Doesn't really yeah. matter. And if the guy behind you is slow, yeah, him to keep going. Yeah, you you are. I would not be able to. Run. I'm. I would consider myself fit and, yeah. and fast. I would be very slow and very sore after. I would say a minute and a half of trying to run at a ninety degree angle. Yeah, and it's in a horse costume as well. Like, thank God it's in winter. Otherwise, we'd have people literally dying in a horse costume. Yeah, that would be not great. Yeah. Well, they are dying due to like sprains and and going over that's their leg. That's all part of the sport. Well, though. that's just shotgun to the face. It's kinder. <laughs> Pull him out of his misery. <laughs> the guy stubs his toe. <laughs> oh, like it's anything. Like it just, and you don't even have to like complain about it. No, see, they they know they have a monitor on everyone's legs, yeah. and it's just like if there's even one percent damage, you're at a hundred percent. If you drop to ninety nine, we'll take you out. We'll take you out because you're a danger to everyone else out there. <laughs> There's a lot of snipers lined up. <laughs> the whole way. Just lasers on everybody. The pressure. And then they come round one corner into one street and it's just like, and now the surprise hurdles. <laughs> now go through the death drops. <laughs> now get past Atlas and Predator. <laughs> the snake pit after that. Yeah. And if you get bitten, you get shot. Oh, it's Bear Trap Station. <laughs> At the pub. The pub, yeah. <laughs> Bear trap station. Yeah. This massive trap. You're just like, oh, fuck. Like comedy-sized oh, traps. Ridiculous. Man-sized traps. Uh, for a bear. For a bear. <laughs> Undersized for a bear. <laughs> I think this pantomime race, I don't know how we never heard of it, but it's amazing and I want to go next year. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, very good. Thanks. Oh, you... You should have said, oh, Nate. No, Nate. You've already used Nate. You've already used Nate. Princess Nate. Oh, um, oh man. Uh, what else do horses do? Uh, <laughs> they eat hay? Hay? Yeah, hay. Hay, hay. Hay, no. <laughs> no, that's, that's not great. <laughs> no, we'll, I'm like, we'll come back to this. I'm stroking my chin like, no, that's not great. It's not great. Come Can't on. have this in the end of year wrap. No, I, I would edit this out. <laughs> this whole segment. We're almost every episode. There's always a ten minute draft sequence where me and you just throw back and forth, and we yeah. edit that out, and it just sounds like we come up off the top of our heads. People yeah. don't know. So if you set me up for this, yeah, then I can, yeah, no, like, I can come in with a punchline. If we script it, yeah. I think it'll be funnier. I, absolutely. Get, <laughs> can we get a laugh track in here? Imagine. I really wanted to be like how I met your mother, but better, way better, way better. Um, Sean, my one question, my one question alone yeah. regarding this Star Wars themed pantomime race, right? Are we entering next year? Can we? I think we could. I think if we got enough support. You get a lovely weekend away. You get a lovely weekend away in London. I break my spine. I'm assuming you're at the front because yeah. oh, that, yeah. it would be ridiculous. Your spine is already fucked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm 100%. My spine is leaning the wrong direction, actually. <laughs> so I'd have to run backwards. You're limbo. <laughs> oh, if this is a limbo pantomime horse competition. We have it in the back. We are sorted, <laughs> But I don't think it is. Is it not? I think that's next year. I think that's during the summer. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it would that, be. It would the Tiki be. Festival. It, it makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we should enter. I think we should enter. It, unless there's a fee, in which case, no. Oh, I would only do it for free. <laughs> I would only do it for free. For free, or maybe if they pay me. Yeah, if, yeah here's for the medical bills. What if next year is like... Batman characters oh, but horses oh, bat horse bat horse You'd ha- there has been a bat horse we could do a bat horse you could do a bat horse oh fuck yeah uh, oh man or, or a nightwing horse <laughs> we'd be so nice and have nice bones <laughs> <laughs> Freddy doesn't read comics he's just like what it's like, nightwing's whole thing is literally every every frame they draw him in they just give him the biggest arse yeah. <laughs> It's tight. It's tweet nups. Tightest of nups. <laughs> the tightest of nups. <laughs> um, so this is Weird News Wednesday, Sean, and there's only one place to start. Mm-hmm. And that is with a headline that, uh, when I read it, I like to start with a headline that sometimes really resonates with me. Okay. And my shithousery personality. <laughs> okay. Right? Because we have local man arrested after blaring Benny Hill song near people slipping on ice. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's no defence for that, he's just being an arsehole. Is that not the best headline? That's so good. <laughs> and lo- it's going to inspire copycats. It is. A local CEO C- oh no. C- Falls man? S-I-O-U-X. C- oh, there's a, wor- yeah, there's a there, way to say that. There's a way to say that we've butchered. Say a litrum. <laughs> <Again. laughs> <laughs> A local man was arrested earlier Thursday after police found him berating people with loud music and laughter. <laughs> he just parked his car. I like the idea he was out with a hose the night before. <laughs> just ice in the place. He's just planning this for months after they slipped and fell on icy spots in the local Walmart parking lot. Oh, no. I mean, that's a bad place to fall. So he parks in Walmart. Yeah. Which is totally legal. <laughs> we all know you're not allowed to park in Walmart. <laughs> in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah, completely unreal. Parks up. And he just must have... He definitely knew something about those ice spots. How did he know? I, oh, he had been, he'd been parking heavy trucks for weeks to mm. dish the tarmac. Oh. So that the water would pool. Smart. Um, it was something that needed to ha- make happen to make light of all the gloomy weather we've had lately. I didn't know that people would get all pissed off about falling to such a happy song. I read uh, something online the other day about someone out here yelling, cold weather, cold weather puns. So I figured I would try my luck and get on the news too, said the man. Okay. So it's, his entire argument, if you translated it to Irish, yeah. is, I was only having the crack. <laughs> I'm to be a crack. That's ludicrous, he thought. He thought, we need to brighten people's day. Now, this is really where it gets interesting, because when the police arrived at the scene, it looked as though the man had just finished up playing the song for a child who had recently slipped oh, no. and fallen. Oh no, now it's gotten bad. No, it hasn't. <laughs> You can't laugh at children. It's funnier. <laughs> Look, Connor, we all know it's funnier. <laughs> but you can't do that. We arrived on the scene to something. This The police report is really just, I mean, you know when you read a, a police report and they have to make it sound like it's the worst crime in the world. Oh yeah, of course. This man is just playing Benny Hill music while people slip. Not a judge in the land would convict Not him. really. But we arrived on the scene to something. Very disturbing, said the police. Oh, no. 
after my partner and I slipped and fell on the ice, we heard that Benny Hill song in the distance. <laughs> you know, the dun 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 dun, dun the funny song. Did he describe it? He said, you know, the dun 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 funny Jesus. song that <laughs> plays when people are in funny chases. Yeah. A- anyway. We got up and arrested the man after a small chase around the squad car with that song still playing. Yes! <laughs> you can't write it. Because <laughs> he must have been, your man must have been running away thinking, this is everything I ever wanted. <laughs> oh man. Um, so the rep- that was the representative for the police department. It so, was disturbing. So it sounds like they only got involved after they themselves fell victim to it. This is this is why it's funny yeah. because uh, so a meteorologist warned of these slippery conditions, but like usual, this is a weird article that's come down on one side. Yeah. But like usual, nobody listens. Okay, <laughs> were they a, in their previous career? Were they a meteorologist? They uh, left because they were sick of it. And their husband just doesn't listen to them, and their wife doesn't yeah. listen to them. <laughs> they never fucking listen. I told them to take out the trash. And then they run off and fuck your brother! <laughs> <laughs> the fucking skies didn't tell me that! <laughs> no, but I knew! I knew! <laughs> I fucking got wind of it! <laughs> oh, very good. Thank you! Uh, oh, yeah. Stormy. It wasn't ice! It was oh fuck mm-hmm. oh he's, he's, he's got me he's got me I can't do it. it was shocking I didn't have a sunny disposition afterwards oh <laughs> yeah but now the mood appears to be lightening ah oh, my dear oh. <laughs> we do oh. so, <laughs> this, this next slide <laughs> Sean sometimes an article has everything yeah. <laughs> And you think you have meteorologists warned of these slippery conditions, but like usual, nobody listened. Yeah. So who do you go to next? I don't. I can't. I can't say. I would say maybe a meteorologist because we only have one quote, and it says, "We told you this was coming." Said one smug meteorologist we spoke with. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) How many opportunities do meteorologists get to be smug? Answer me that. We told how smug can he be? Because it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. Should I tell you it'd be cold? Yeah, you didn't fucking listen. You went to Walmart to do some shopping. Genuinely, like a plot of a movie where some guy's like, "The world's going to end." This chap is like, "Might be cold tomorrow." Might be a little bit of ice. (laughs) And two people slipped. I fucking told you now, didn't I? He just he just has a live feed of the like security camera. He sees him slip and just like get in. Cigar. Do you think when they arrived, he just had the cigar and he was just made. Oh, he spun around in his chair. Yeah, spun around. He's like, oh, oh, now you want to listen? Oh, oh, now my opinion matters. Because yesterday I told you there would might be a cold frost in the air. You know what you all did? Went out with your shorts and your t-shirts, didn't you? Does the sacred task of meteorological study mean nothing? Nothing to you, officer. What I'm in handcuffs. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm so smug. <laughs> Um, the police later released the man after questioning him. The he technically did nothing illegal. So here's the thing. This story is all about a maniac who is quite just... He's just out for a bit of crack. He's chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. He just wanted to see people fall over. He just went to Spotify and played the Benny Hill song. Like, and then just went about his day. And presumably anyone who saw him do this... 
their day was brightened. Except for people who fell down. But I think even there, if I fell and suddenly the Benny Hill music started playing while I was trying to get up, I think I'd appreciate it. Would you? Yeah. Like, I think these people take themselves a bit too seriously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm, I was about to say, you're in that situation. You're coming out with your bags of shopping from Walmart. You've got yeah. two bags. All my e- loose eggs and some glass. And you, you're just like... You, <laughs> and my pocket knives that I've opened. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I'm balancing the scalding coffee on my... <laughs> oh, how am I doing all this? Um, but you're walking out. And just in the distance, you hear. What is that? Is that? That, that sounds Benny like, Hill? That sounds like the Benny. What? I've never haven't heard that in years. Let me go investigate. Just, na, 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 na. <laughs> and then you just. The last thing you see before you, you see the sky. Yeah. Is you see this dude which is holding up his phone. It's playing, the biggest smile on his play, face. And you're just like, that guy looks a bit. Oh no! Oh, I'm gone! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And like it says nobody was harmed. Yeah, every like just a bit of a slip. A kid fell over, it was quite funny. Yeah, and like I imagine the kid was moving at speed as well. Oh running along. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you hear a Benny Hill song, you speed up. Oh, it's a happy two. Oh well better get to my destination. Someone's chasing me. Keep going. I think which is better? This has two of my favourite lines in Arnie Arc we've ever covered. Is it him running around the police car being chased by the two police officers with the Benny Hill music? Or the smug meteorologist. I think it's an even tie between both of them. I think that's amazing. Part of my favourite thing though is that he clearly saw the police officer slip and there was a moment in his head. Where I have he to commit. Like, do I do I press play? Did you know his finger was hovering over and they were like, yeah. Don't 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 bad. Bad. <laughs> Get him <laughs> That's so good. I would pay money to see that happen. Like that is genuinely this man's a hero. He needs his own statue. What a yeah. And then people can run around it every on the anniversary of this day. Da, 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 da. That would be great. It's, oh, the statue should play music when you put a euro in. Oh, that's a good tourist attraction. Actually, we've Isn't just come it? up with this attraction for this town. The, no, we've saved your town. See you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you silly Trump. But Sean, we are starting this week in possibly one of my favourite stories, right? Right. And why I say this, I I all week have been kind of saying to you, wait till Wednesday. We talked on Monday, yeah. and off off mic, I said, wait till Wednesday, just wait. And it's because I see the headline in my phone. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I see it, and I went. I'll leave that there now. That's gone into the document. Because <laughs> we've done 104 weeks of this show, but also we've covered some strange characters. People who have been in weird relationships re- weird relationships with things, maybe floating objects, maybe things that can go through walls. But Ooh. Sean, we have a sequel and a follow-up to a previous story. Now, Connor, you're... You're fully aware of what you're doing here and that you're building up my hopes that you are going to talk about a certain woman who married a ghost pirate? No. Oh! I'm talking about the other ghost marriage. The other one? That one's even more ridiculous. (laughs) Yes! So, if anyone doesn't remember, we covered a woman called Amethyst Realm from Bristol maybe two years ago now. It was in that top ten weird news story of the year. And Amethyst 
she was married or she was engaged to a ghost and she revealed that she was having sex with ghosts all the time. It was just something she did. Just something and she just writes some spirits. Writing spirits, as you do. She was also mad about whiskey. It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> we're, 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 um, we're starting with this this week with Amethyst Realm, 32, has called off her wedding to a ghost after he changed on holiday in Thailand and fell in with the wrong crowd of spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so, I've never been so glad to hear a breakup. It's not often you read a perfect headline. It's very not. The wrong crowd of spirits. The wrong crowd of spirits. I should point out to everyone listening, Amethyst Realm might as well be the, like, the patron saint of this podcast. Yeah, she got us our start. She got us our start. She's like... The the story just, it tells itself, first of all, but it just has legs. Like, uh, one of her patrons, Roisin, she sent us her autobiography. Yeah, she wrote a book on this. She, wrote, and she, she that, literally wrote the book on marrying ghosts. <laughs> Not many people can say that, but she has literally done that. Which means, this breakup hurts me all the more, Sean. This the, is the woman I put all my trust in. It's like Bradgeline all over again. Oh, it's all over again. He went in with the wrong crowd. He was filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith too. Oh, no. I would watch um, the shit out of Mr. and Mrs. Smith too. With a ghost as Brad. I, oh, oh. Tie it into the Casper universe. Jesus. <laughs> so, a woman who claims that she was engaged to a ghost has revealed that she called off the wedding after her spirit fiancé changed on a holiday to Thailand. Amethyst Realm from Bristol met the love of her life, a spirit called Ray, which, if you're a spirit, you choose a, like, and no offence to Ray's, but you choose, like, in fuego. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, something cool. <laughs> you choose Raymond, at the very Raymond. least. <laughs> Actually, our, our Patreon, Ray, uh, you know yourself, Ray. <laughs> you know yourself. Look, Ray, if you were a ghost... Would you go by Ray or in Fuego? <laughs> in Fuego. <laughs> um, or Max Power. You'd go by Max Power, surely. Or, or Sean Meehan. That's a cool name. Moving on. Oh. On a trip to Australia, they met in 2018. After claiming... This is Amethyst, she says. She claimed to have had several sexual encounters with ghosts over the years. Um, the pair had planned to get married and have a baby together. Questionable. First of all, (laughs) I knew you were going to come in there. Where's your question? You don't like marriage? (laughs) I fucking hate babies. You know, I just think they're shit. (laughs) Yeah, especially ones that are made by ghosts. Half of that has got to be evil. I mean, that's the plot of a horror movie, isn't it? That it's like half ghosts as a child. Yeah, um, but appearing on this morning today, she was back on this morning with Hollaby and Scozers. (laughs) Hollaby and Schoesers. (laughs) Amethyst revealed that she's called off the big day. This is something we've been waiting for years on the pod. I think in the original story, we said we can't wait for the wedding. Yeah, I was was hoping for invites. Because we had given her a bit of a platform. 
but like I know we were a lot smaller then, but it was still a little platform to get her love out into the we we were singing from the hills about this great love story that we had come across. But after a disastrous holiday last May, where she suspected her fiance of drinking and doing drugs, oh no, she called it off. Fuck, that's a that's a tough thing to go through in a relationship. Uh, yeah. Two when, physical people doing yeah. physical thing. The, a yeah. ghost can't snort a line of cocaine. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear at the start of this A meeting. Right? A ghost <laughs> can do that. Uh, guys, I know I say it every week, but a ghost... He's drunk again. He's drunk again. Oh, he's, he's fallen off the ghost wagon. It's a ghost A meeting. <laughs> Oh no, after falling in into the wrong crowd of spirits, in her own words, he would bring back various unknown ghosts into their hotel room, and eventually she had to resort to kicking him out of their house by cleansing her home with sage. I fucking knew sage would come into this, it always ruins relationships. <laughs> it's, it's the number one thing to break up marriages. Who were the like rough crowd that he he fell into? What's rougher than a ghost? Uh, uh like like an eighties punk ghost, just out to <laughs> yeah. cause mischief. Yeah, like maybe it was it wasn't Casper. Maybe he's one of the one of the weird brothers. Yeah, like was it was it a Jack Daniels? Maybe. Me- Maybe it was. So, um, we've called the wedding off, said Abbotist. It was going really well. Really well. Really until well. we went on holidays, that, and that was last May, and he just completely changed. Completely changed. Um, uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. She went on holidays in May of 2020. Um, we went on holidays, and, this was, and that was last May. It says last May, so I can assume it's this year, yes. The the nerve to travel during a <laughs> with a ghost with a ghost super spreader ghost we call him does does he wear a mask is what I want to know <laughs> it's just a mask nerve playing seat <laughs> she's walking along just holding a mask up in the air and she, like just with her arm up just in the air getting fucking tired. <laughs> He doesn't carry his own weight in this relationship. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, I think he fell in with the wrong crowd while on holiday. He would disappear for long periods of time and bring back other spirits to the house. I'd say he would disappear for long periods, almost forever. The fuck almost like he wasn't there at all. <laughs> yeah, that's where they get you, that's when they disappear. He could, she could see right through him, like <laughs> romantically and also literally. And also literally, he was transparent. Yes, um, despite the loved-up couple's holiday getting off to a great start, with Amethyst telling the show the researchers the pair had had sex in the toilet of the plane, the romance soon came crashing down after his party <laughs> became crashed. too much for. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good piece of writing there <laughs> like how do I finish this sentence ah plane crashes are fun <laughs> right here we go so so as soon as they landed he just went on the tear with the lads is that what happened he, I think what happened was they went they had they were part of the mile high club oh. and he was he was he was feeling good about himself they landed wherever they were landing in Thailand and the minute his feet hit the ground he just went to the pub I mean it's a long flight you know 
fucking mm, Bristol to yeah. Thailand. It's yeah, at it, least it's a lot, four you need hours. A drink. You need drink. He's this is a man who's gone to the sea with nothing but rum for comfort. No, you're thinking of the pirate. <laughs> I'm thinking of the pirate again, aren't I? <laughs> pirate ghost and this ghost are two separate men. I mean, are they? Are they really? <laughs> They're about this. They look the same to me, to be fair. Um, so he, she says, I think maybe he started doing drugs and partying a bit much, she told. These spirits would stay for days. There would be crashing and banging and strange noises downstairs. I'm, I'm sure there were. Amethyst. <laughs> a confused Philip Schofield <laughs> asked how exactly Ray was doing drugs and whether he was partying in the physical or spiritual world. Scoulders come in with a good question. That's a very, that's a very understanding question. He's not dismissing yeah. anything there. No. He looks confused, but up until this point he's still all in. She cleared things up, thankfully. I think partying in boat, judging by him disappearing for a while and coming back to mine in the late hours of the morning. Oh. How how did she know that he was back? How did she know that he had left? How did she know that he was there at all? How did she know there was a party going on? <laughs> that's, I, that's, I think, one of the main questions. Why? There's just... There was a load of beer pong cups just on the dinner table, just untouched. She's like, fucking, look, he's, he's partying again. He's trying Fuck to hide sake. him behind him, but he forgets he's a ghost. <laughs> oh, we're doing nothing. I can see right through you, Ray. For God's sake, put the flamethrower down. Do you think maybe the increased media attention on the upcoming wedding forced her to create a situation where they broke oh. up? Because it would be easier than maybe having to go through with it. Yeah. I d- d- now, look, I'm not, I'm not meaning to besmirch love by any means. Absolutely not. We love love. We, we love love. Especially yeah. ghost love. No, not especially ghost I'm coming down hard Pardon? on that what? side. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, the, the first time we talked about this, I think I was on her side. So I'm going back onto her side. Um, oh, that was I, the I quickest flip-flop you've ever done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All we're doing is flip-flopping. So, not willing to let their relationship go. Um, uh, sorry, she said, I've never had negative experiences with spirits before, but this was pretty scary. One would just follow me around the house, she says. These are the people at the party. And another one would leave a constant bad smell. I think that's one of the stinky goals from Casper. Is that not stinky? I think it might be has she mm. wandered into casper the movie maybe casper. she wandered into the, the set of casper yes it's still there are they are, are they filming casper too was she in a relationship with casper <laughs> he's a child, he's a child. you're a sicko <laughs> <laughs> i like how this woman is like married to a ghost we're like still needs to be put like you, you're having sex with a child on her <laughs> just to really add insult to injury <laughs> <laughs> no, we 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 don't condone that. We don't love that. We love love between adults. <laughs> um, not willing to let their relationship go, Abbott has tried talking some sense into Ray. She grabbed him by the shoulders, like Ray, come on, man. But of course, she can't hold his shoulders. You know what I mean? <laughs> but after, but after he proved himself unable to change, 
She kicked him out of the house with that sage cleanse we mentioned earlier on. Sean, how much of a sage cleanse would you have to do? Is it a case of you have to cover every inch of the house? But if there's, like, left in a centimetre, he could, like, sneak in through the letterbox or something. That's the thing, because it's not like vampire rules where he has to be invited mm. in. No. Um, I, I, it'd have to be... You'd have to set the house on fire, but prior to that, <laughs> line the walls with sage, I think. So in a way, there there's no winners. <laughs> there are only two steps. So you go into the shop and they're out with sage, and I'll give you a fucking box of matches. Fucking no point. <laughs> <laughs> no sage in the shop. It's all sold out. Can Fuck. you point me in the direction of the kerosene store, sir? <laughs> I just need some petrol. I don't ask questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I tried to talk to him, she said, and I gave him chance after chance after chance to this ghost. But he just didn't change. He was on the down slope. In the end, I did the sage cleaning, cleansing. I just had to get rid of him in the way I would any other spirit. Ray and Amethyst had planned to wade at Wookiee Hole Caves in Somerset. And she explained that both her and Ray's family were heartbroken by the news. <laughs> is it? Is this the first we've heard of Ray's family? Ray's family? This is a major update to this story. So he's so look previous relationship no no bother there. Uh, yeah. He's a ghost though. Mm. Why it would is he, going to be tough for his family to turn up? If that but if he's a ghost and like and has is capable of being in a relationship, why wouldn't he just go back to his existing family? Mm. Go, yeah, like if you're going through a difficult time. Say he's going through these difficult times and he's been cleansed of her house. Do you think he's gone back home to the parents? Maybe just to get reset. Set back to the childhood bedroom, you know, just a yeah. bit of comfort. Yeah, exa- uh, exactly. The childhood bedroom of the 1800s, I can only assume. Oh, like Oliver Twist was there. When was yeah, Oliver Twist yeah. set? I'm not quite sure. Um, 1974, is it? Oh, my then. dad is older than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um... Oh, Amethyst, what are you doing to us? <laughs> this is... If I could just do this story for this whole episode, I would. <laughs> I just think, this woman's a maniac. And I just love it. That's the thing, we're always walking this line whenever this woman comes up of like, oh, where do we poke fun and when is it just not being fair to her? Like, but Yeah, Ra- well, Christ. she said raise... Ray's family were heartbroken by the news that the engagement was off, which I think that would make dinner planning on who to sit where, the seating arrangement of the dinner, would have been very easy at that wedding, to be fair. And in these modern times where you have limited access to weddings, I mean, sure, the less have bodies, 50% the better. of the party. Fucking 50% sources. of the party. Cheating <laughs> the rules. <laughs> um, Ray, um, speaking of, his, of her sister, she said... She was sad. Ray's family, I've had a little bit of contact with, and they're sad about how he's behaving as well. So, so, so sorry, whose sister? <laughs> so, she said her sister was sad. Abbott's sister was sad. Yeah. Right? But she also says that Ray's family are also sad now, about how he's behaving. Are they alive? Are they available um, for comment? None of this, no, she says, I've had a little bit of contact with Ray's family, which I assume means she's contacted them in the spirit world. I I mean, when anyone says, like, 
oh, I'll contact them, I automatically assume spirit world. No, I, th- I think it's way darker if his family are alive. Like, it's a family whose son died. And she's like, I'm marrying the son or the spirit of your son. I think that's way more fucked up. That, yeah, that's you're getting other people involved at that point. And that's, mm. that's I think, where it crosses into sinister territory. <laughs> <laughs> but Abbott has suggested that it could be the stress of the pandemic, which is causing Ray to act out. <laughs> I mean, we've all felt it, lads. We've all wanted to do drugs. <laughs> Just when you think the story is done, this ghost has been addicted to drugs and partying. She pulls out the pandemic stress card. What fucking stress does... He's dead. <laughs> he can't even breathe on the air. It's the fuck. Why is... <laughs> he would be the one who would be least stressed by all of this. Yeah. He's... It's an airborne virus, but he's also airborne. And he's made of air. He's, he's made of air and he doesn't yeah. need to worry about two metre oh. distances. Oh, it doesn't matter to him. It'll when, go through him. When he died, it was still yards and fathoms. <laughs> no, wait. Wait, I just read the next line. She says, the stress of the pandemic is causing Ray to act out. Revealing, she's revealed, this is breaking news, Sean. That ghosts, too, have to socially distance from one another in fear of getting ill. Where do you go after you're already dead? How can it get worse? Death is like the final condition that you should ever have to deal with. (laughs) Like, who gets... Who's dead and goes, Jez, I don't want the sniffles. No, you're dead. No one dead is drinking Baraka every morning to try and fight (laughs) off a cold. (laughs) What the fuck? The, oh, oh, I'm baffled by this because the, she's like a she, she's she has this miraculous ability to generate like mm. clickbait headlines. She yeah, it's a miraculous ability to speak for all ghosts. That's what she has. Yeah, I wonder is that used as a reference anywhere? Like, if any of the occult societies and things like that, if they've decided, oh, okay, well, Amethyst says this. So maybe mm. that's why we're not finding any ghosts. It's because of the pandemic. And I think if you say if you say anything with that much confidence, then you can question her. If you say that to Scozers, like you might as well be saying it to the Pope. Now, Scozers did have a response, though. Oh, he always so, has a response. Scozers just looks at her and says, "Ghosts can get ill?" Question mark. To which she simply replied, "Yeah." <laughs> Simple as. That's all you need to know, Phil. There's there's a servant and ace there back from Amethyst. <laughs> like, where where do, like it's a, it's a yes or no question. You know, he didn't yeah. specify what kind of illnesses. Ghosts can get ill. Yeah, obviously. Like for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Any sensible questions, Holly? Am I talking to a fucking dickhead? <laughs> Scousers, go away. Amethyst communicated with Ray through energy and emotion feelings rather than with words. And while she's devastated at her loss, she hasn't ruled out eventually dating another ghost. I'm happy, free and single at the moment, to be honest. Not put off spirits. I'm sure eventually I'll be ready for another one. For the moment, I'm just happy being free and single, she says. And look, more power to you, girl. Uh... It's going to be very hard to find a man or a woman to date this person. (laughs) I mean, but, like, to be fair, it's... 
She seems to have a talent for ghosts finding her at this point. Yeah. Because well, I think she's looking for them. She's, who are you going to call? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> don't call them in the first 24 hours, though. You don't look needy. <laughs> who are you going to call, call after three days? <laughs> <laughs> who are you going to call after three days? You don't want to look needy, Sean. That's true. I'm. Uh, no, to be fair, Connor, look at me. Do you think if a ghost interacted with me at all I'd handle it if a ghost doesn't ring you Sean if a ghost doesn't ring you he's ghosted you yes fuck me (laughs) I did it you did it you got it buddy we're never gonna peek after that it's all downhill from here clip that that's going everywhere that that audio clip is going everywhere No, no context no context, it just looks like I'm being crazy. Exactly, the previous 23 minutes of this podcast did not happen. <laughs> so, Amethyst, she's, the relationship is off. So the patron said that this podcast is now single, and she's back out with the, she's back out with the world. We have her book, so we can read that if we need it, but she's back out on the market. So if there's any ghosts out there, she's looking. And uh, Look, anyone who's a member of the Patreon... Uh, message in let us know if you want me to read a few pages of that book on Halloween (laughs) we can do that as a Patreon exclusive thing (laughs) that would be amazing make make people be like this is what you paid for this is it this is what (laughs) we're gonna read this book (laughs) we didn't even buy this book it was a gift (laughs) from you Well, Connor, those were some weird newses. <laughs> wow, I am tired from talking. Oh, it, it's amazing how we somehow made it seem like we were in the same room for some of them, and then over yeah. the internet for others. Um, what was your favourite, Sean, is really my question. Oh, the, the I think you mentioned before we started the, the clip show, uh, a level of shithousery. I think uh, Benny Hill Car Park... Really takes the cake on that one. Mm. I, I I think Benny Hill might be my favourite. Now, that came in at number two, but that is my favourite. Other than Amethyst Realm, who I think she's a law upon herself, so we just consider her mental. And so it's like, okay, that's there. But Benny Hill is like a weird little story that we never had any follow-up. It was just No, it never dude. went anywhere. <laughs> it was just some dude doing that for the crack. And I quite like that. Um, maybe that or the pantomime horse race. I think they were my two faves. Yeah, both like levels of unnecessary um, just interaction with the general public. Mm. But, it, again, we... like. Shithousery, that has to be a word outside of this podcast, doesn't it? Like, other people use that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do, yeah. I, I didn't make it up, Sean. I'm not Shakespeare. I, I know you think so, but I'm not. Wait, what? <laughs> sonnet 77 wasn't you, but who was it? <laughs> That's my favourite sonnet. <laughs> um, Sean, so that is actually brings us to an end of weird news for 2020. It's been a pretty shit year. It has been... been Yeah, but we said it towards the start of all of this that, uh, like, the first week or so, when everything was kicking off, we were like, ah, should we keep doing weird news in the current climate? But then we decided, look, if you even get half a laugh out of the entire hour of it, surely that's worth it in such a miserable year. 
And I, I think that it really helped us as well because sometimes we were having shit weeks and sometimes you just want to listen to a story of someone doing something really dub or Gerald the Turkey terrorising a city. Something just ludicrous. Yeah, and it just, it helps lift the spirits and, for you know, for a little while you can forget about everything. Um, especially yeah. when we're talking about it because then it's just us chatting and having a good time. Yeah, so, okay, I wish everybody has the best New Year's ever, whatever you're, whatever, wherever you're celebrating or whatever you're doing, I just hope that you have a great, you've had a great 2020, and if maybe not, I hope you have an even better 2021. I hope 2021 absolutely goes amazing for you. Uh, we will still be here talking absolute nonsense on a weekly basis and if you want to get even more of us as we mentioned at the start we are over on Patreon it's patreon.com forward slash heroes for hire podcast um, but most importantly two things one is could you give us a like and review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on that would really really help us out we're hoping for 2021 to be a really big year for the show itself and secondly Sean, we? what do the, well i i would be are we going in different directions <laughs> no i want i want to stay indie and i just want to fly under the radar <laughs> just like a bit weird off <laughs> on, the, on the on the side like um yeah like if would, you like it but you're not sure you want to recommend it to your friends and family yeah that's what we're yeah. going for <laughs> um that's what i'm like <laughs> I like it, but like, I don't want to tell my mom. <laughs> like, um, Sean, what do they have to tell one human being? You just have to tell one human being that we exist. Okay, so I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I will see you next year, guys. S- see you next year. That was good, Connor. <laughs> that was really smooth. It's my one good take. I left it until the very end. <laughs> Bye. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.